okay, now go. <laughs> yes. So a ghost came back from my past. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> yes. Someone that ghosted me long ago, six years ago, in fact. Ooh, said he got into a, a I believe, a motorcycle accident. Ah, okay. To realize he was sorry. Ooh. <laughs> this is the this is the scariest ghost story. <laughs> and we catched up and see what we were doing. So it's weird having an ex reach out to you while well, an entanglement. We only been on like a couple dates, but I wanted more and that he wasn't willing to give. But told my current partner Breezyum about it, and he and I told him he got in a car accident, uh, motorcycle accident. He said, "Yeah, well, too bad it wasn't uh, fatal." <laughs> God damn! Not the way that you stuttered over it. No, like, uh, should I say that he said this? Yeah, he said, imagine getting into a near-death experience to realize you're a dick. So I'm thinking, damn, that's harsh, but you have a point. Yeah, yeah, I can't blame him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the only funny story I have this week is um, that I almost saw two men become ghosts when they were trying to cross the street to go to an Astros game. (laughs) That's my scary story. Like, I was... I went to dinner with one of my other friends and we were, we had a great view of the street and we had an Astros game on Friday and so we were eating, we were occasionally looking out the window, you know, because ambiance and all of a sudden we just see these two men just illegally cross the street in just bright orange Astros gear and almost get run over by a car and I say to myself, wow, is Altuve throwing a ball that important to you that you would die for it? Okay. Yes. Hot. I mean, to each his own, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't get it because I don't like balls and games and sports. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, welcome back to Conversational Millennials. I'm Nikki Alley. And I'm Bell Mars. Um, and today we're going to tell you about Halloween traditions. Uh, but first, I have to play everybody's favorite, uh, game, uh, yay or nay. Yay. <laughs> or nay. <laughs> yay. Or nay. <laughs> Seriously, where's the, where's the jingle? We need it. Uh, okay, so Billy Porter released a statement earlier this week concerning Harry Styles being the first male's grace to cover a Vogue. And actually, like, side note, I didn't know this was all the way back in December. Like, they apparently, Carrie Styles is on the Vogue cover in December. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm confused. Why are we talking about this in October? (laughs) Wait a minute. But I'm like, I digress. Um, So he, he said something to the effect that he brought attention to the non-binary fashion movements. Um, Like, he started the conversation about it, and um, he fought for the ability to rock these sorts of styles, and that all Harry had to do was be white and straight. (laughs) Yes. So, um, several fans obviously came to Harry's defense, but do you think that Vogue was going for a safe option in picking Harry because he's a more comfortable face for the masses? Yeah, I think so, because I know a lot of conservative commentators are collecting their pearls, like, oh, the false society with men. Uh, I mean, there are other, I think, non-binary, like, 
models, mm -hmm. actors, you know, performers you probably could have done. And Vogue already by itself is already mainstream as is. Yeah. So I'm surprised they didn't probably get someone else. Because when I remember the Harry Styles one, I guess I think, meh, it's an ugly asterisk. <laughs> Listen, like there have been many, like several men who have just like taken to the stage recently with dresses on. And I have to say that even though Billy Porter is not the first person to ever rock a dress or, like, doing non-binary fashion, he's probably the most, like, influential person to do it right now in this day and age. And he looks good doing it. Like, right. no one else pulls off, pulls it off the way he does. Because I feel like somebody else recently, it was a black performer, recently had a dress on stage. And I was like, that's adorable. And I love that for you. But also, this dress is hideous. Why did you pick it? Like... <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, I feel like this is definitely a safe option. This is definitely a safe option for, for Vogue because most people, like, I think a lot of people argued that Harry doesn't, hasn't really come out saying whether he's, like, what his sexuality is. Like, a lot of people have speculated that he's gay, but he's also in a boy group. And so people do that with <laughs> men in boy groups anyway. They speculate that they're gay. So, like, um... I feel like Harry Styles is like a comfortable like projection for people because he's he was in a boy group like that a really really big boy group. Um, he's uh you know he's what's the word I'm like he's palatable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's he hasn't gotten into really huge trouble for anything ever. Um, people like him. Girls literally froth at the mouth when they see him. So he's like. I mean, they could they couldn't have picked someone better. I don't think, like who's also comfortable, like you know, doing things that may be questionable. Oh, but it's that Harry Styles boy. He's so like you know, he's so nice. Yeah, I thought you meant said something to the effect. I'm just paraphrasing. It's been a while since I read that story. Thinking, okay, it's just an article of clothing. And mm -hmm. I guess for him, it's not really a big deal because I know for myself, I see that masculinity and femininity is a social construct and is uh -huh. performative to an extent yeah so because i can see a man wearing a kilt and not assume what oh this man is trying to be a woman or like there's it means something else so it's just kind of uh more performative and i guess relative to culture and everything so um i'm not sure why people are fought in mouth with a man in a dress was an ugly dress, but I'm thinking if Harry Styles wanted to do something and say something, make a statement, I guess in a way he kind of did, but mm -hmm. I think there are probably better people to do it to probably show the androgynous fashion. Because I remember before we were born, Prince was big. Right. And, you know, he wore makeup and a lot of clothes, and he's very much, I guess, looks very feminine. Yeah. But very much straight into women. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, NPR made a really interesting, uh, like statement because they were talking about it um i think a couple of days ago and they were like yeah like yes he should call out harry styles because harry styles hasn't had to face the same like you know it's like difficulties and yeah, like he hasn't had to go yeah like he hasn't had to go through those sorts of things but at the same time they felt like Harry, like Billy Porter was kind of trying to take ownership of the movement. And I don't think necessarily he was trying to take ownership of the movement. I think that he was probably, um, I guess, sort of, I mean, because it's not wrong. Like the reason that people were so pissed off or like, like talking about the non-binary like fashion movement is because Billy Porter slammed y'all in that dress, that tuxedo looking dress 
Um, what? How many years ago was that? Like, not even that many. Like. Yeah. Was it like 27, 2018? Pretty recent. Yeah, pretty recently. And then it kind of started this uptick, even though he wasn't the first person to do it, obviously. But, like, I feel like, because, like, Janelle Monet also does, like, plays the fashion this way, too. Yeah. And I feel like, for men, though, it's a little bit more, like, taboo. Like, Janelle Monet can wear tuxedos and shit, and people will be like, oh, my God, she's so cute. She's starting a new trend. Yeah. But, like, Billy Porter comes out in a dress, and y'all all are like, you're trying to ruin masculinity. So... I don't think he's wrong for saying, like, it should have been me. It just sounds wrong to say it should have been me, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I do think that they probably picked him, like, because he's safe, though. They, they picked yeah. Harry because he's safe. And because it's, like, Harry Styles, again, like, a lot of these other men who, like, play with different things but are super famous so they can get away with it, they have thousands of screaming fans girls like teenage girls and like women who are like older than us like millennial women will kick your ass if you say anything about harry styles like so he doesn't need to worry about backlash because like they will tear through anyone that tries to say anything about the man that they love <laughs> so i'm just saying like uh yeah i think they played it a little safe but i mean it's over and done with now so i don't think that i don't think that billy was wrong to say it um i just think that maybe he may have said it because you know he could end up you know maybe gracing another person's cover i don't yeah. know maybe jealousy but i guess he has a point but i guess maybe Tiny bit of jealousy. Tiny bit. And I don't blame him. You know? Me too. I too. Would be like, bitch, what about me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, speaking about bitch, what about me? Margaret Atwood decided to get on the JK Rowling train of turf mentality by posting an article about how they, about they, them pronouns and um, how she, like, how people have a problem with him, I guess. I don't know. I couldn't read the article because it's on the <laughs> Toronto Star and I couldn't find it. Um, but it basically, the article is entitled, Why Can't We Say Woman Anymore? Um, it's a, I mean, I don't, again, I didn't read it because um, I couldn't find it. But do you think that the older generation has any merit in their complaints against pronoun usage? Like people, like, like kind of making it clear what pronouns they want to use. I mean, I think they're, they're very uh, angry because I remember the article, the original uh, article with J.K. Rowling, because it just seems like uh, trans, the fact that you that trans people can be considered women, like a, tr uh, a trans man, uh, a trans woman originally was born as a cisgendered man. She's just thinking, oh, if that was easy, then every, then that's just ruining safe spaces for women and men can be predatory and hurt women or like women can just do the easy way out and just transition. Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of such a dangerous precedent. I mean, so I and the transgender people, um, the movement, I want to say it's a relatively new movement because there's always been trans people mm -hmm. in every society. It's just now they're more vocal about everything. So I have no problem. They have no problem saying women because you can say women. Um, so, and they then pronouns. Some people just don't want to be like uh, classified as just a woman or just as they, them, that's probably better to feel gender neutral. So yes. Um, I think they fully don't understand, I guess, that old-timey mindset of, like, 
you're you either like pink or you either like blue, nothing else. So I used to probably sit them down and say, I know you're from a different time. <laughs> People can be gender neutral. Girls can like girls and guys can like guys. I mean, they have no problem with, I guess, homosexuality, obviously, because I know with J.K. Rowling, but I'm guessing other parts of it, like, being transgender, I think probably sit them down and explain what it means to them and not just trans women or just predatory men. Yeah. Um, every time people kind of bring up this idea of, like, um, trans women are literally just men and because that is like a very like ancient ancient like ancient like idea like rooted in their brains that comes from you know all of these older movies where like um they would have characters dress up as women or whatever just to you know do something nefarious or whatever and it's like I don't like it sometimes I just like especially when women take this stance like I'm always like do you feel like being a woman is overall like a privilege because I mean in regards to our rights our bodily autonomy <laughs> our like laws made for us and against us we it's not like so some someone a cisgendered man transitioning into a trans woman it's not going to, especially if they can pass, quote unquote, yeah, to uh, like as to be a woman, like like a like a Ver Laverne Cox or like a you know, yeah, that's not like that's not. It's great to be a woman. Like obviously, I'm not gonna sit up here and be like, oh, but like there are obviously perks, but like there's also incredible drawbacks <laughs> to yeah. being a woman. That it's like no man with sense would ever choose to wake up in the morning and be all like, ah, yes. Like I just decided today that I identify as woman and I'm just going to transition. That's it's, first of all, it's extremely difficult. And second of all, again, there were no benefits. Yeah. And apart from that toxic masculinity thinking, Oh yeah, yeah, man, I just pretend to be a woman and won like a woman's late lifting competition. I think also comes to the fact that like a lot of like, WHO, when other people say like pregnant people or menstruating people or people who menstruate versus just saying woman, mm-hmm. um, and I guess people say just say woman because for me, um, there's you know, if you just um, limit womanhood to just menstruating and having babies, even biological women don't do that, yeah, not all the time. And then what are you saying about intersex, like people who are intersex, yeah, like it's just y'all are so like. And, like, it's good in some ways that, yes, you're not homophobic. Okay, great. Like, but at this point, like, we move past that. Like, we move, yeah. like, we move past just, like, homo. If you're not, like, with homosexuality at this point, like, you're very behind. Like, because yeah. it's going to happen with or without your, like, agreement. It's just that it's not that, like, people who are homosexual are being killed in droves. Like, people who are trans are being killed in droves. And when you kind of come out here and say that, Oh, you may think it's a small thing because I know people, I know people who think that pronouns are a small thing and they're like, who cares? Right. And it's like, um, it matters because A, it's their identity and you wouldn't want someone to mislabel you pronoun wise or race wise or whatever. Um, and second of all, like, again, it's not like a walk in the park to just wake up and decide to be a trans anything, man or woman. Like, 
did and the least y'all can do is respect them. Yeah. Um, the least. Like that's the minimum. And so it just doesn't so when you come out here and you're kind of like, Oh, this is stupid, it's basically like giving credence to all these people who are just like the most hateful people out there who decide to kill these people. Oh yeah, see? J.K. Rowling and, like, Margaret Atwood and all these other, like, white heifers who are out of touch with reality think that it's stupid, too. So, like, <laughs> it's it's fine. Like, it shouldn't exist. And they take it to extremes. And so I'm not blaming them for, obviously, that's, that's probably, that's a jump. But, like, at the same time, when you, like, push this narrative that, like, these things don't matter, then people take it to mean, well, then trans, like, identity politics and, like, trans, like, issues, they don't matter. Right. So anyway, basically, all I'm saying is Margaret Atwood, and this is not the first time this woman has acted the fool. So like, let's also like remember that. But I just wanted to let y'all know if you thought that she was like amazing, like uh, once again, she's an old white lady. I don't know why you thought that, but like, <laughs> please be schooled. Um, yeah, uh, and it's just like I get it, y'all. It's very hard for elder people to kind of change, but just make an effort. Like, right. we, we make an effort to keep your asses alive. So the least that you could do is make an effort to respect our identity. Okay? Right. Okay, thanks. Like, you're not incapable. It's not that hard. Right. Um, anyway, uh, so moving on. Uh, rapper Plies subverted my expectations of black men with even a modicum of musical talent and money <laughs> earlier this week by getting on Twitter and uh, pause actually making fucking sense <laughs> Ew, i know the statement in response to naysayers of the vaccine claiming that magic johnson was allowed to play with hiv reads as follows oh hold on i have a cue in here that says read screen and i'm like oh i'm not prepared <laughs> where's plies tweets um oh bitch where did they go where'd they go oh did i go down too far Sorry, y'all have to, like, suffer through me trying to find this. Yes, and I guess it built a space. And for people to say, oh, yeah, welcome. Like, people like that weren't cheated in the uh, 80s. Well, one, for me, you know, living in Houston, I know Houston's a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. I have never been asked to show my vaccine card or how many times I get vaccinated or to wear a mask. I mean, I wear a mask out of respect, and mm -hmm. I'm happy for the colder months not getting the fucking cold. Yes. So having both nostrils is a blessing. And also on top of that, there's a difference between infectious disease and like HIV. Like you can't right. get HIV AIDS like shaking someone's hand or just going out through your daily time. Whereas mm -hmm. infectious disease is by sneeze on you. That's how you can get infected. So kind of like that personal responsibility, like protect myself and then protect my neighbors. Yes, exactly. So why I said in the tweet, people say the NBA let magic play with HIV. You can't contract HIV from shaking hands, hugging, coughing, and running up and down the court. COVID, you can. HIV is transmitted through blood emoji or a needle emoji or unscreened birth and protected unprotected sex. If players were having babies sex or sharing needles you had a point right. um he also basically came out with this video that in like a gross like just a just a, like a kind of short form basically said stop if you want to make your own rules then have your own things and stop trying to tell people how to run their things right 
And so my question is, do you agree with this kind of like oversimplified statement? Again, like the whole video was kind of better at explaining this idea, but this oversimplified statement of you want your own things, then make your own things. Yeah, I mean, as bad as it is, yes. And especially with Texas, going by the rules of the law is an at-will state. Mm -hmm. So if you, if they say we want you to get vaccinated, I mean, even before COVID, we were required to get vaccinated. Yeah. I guess I mentioned this for on the podcast, like going to public school, we have to get vaccinated. My father, my family that went to the military, they have to get vaccinated mm-hmm. with certain things. So I think it's probably best to get vaccinated. They have a rule like you have to get vaccinated. You need to wear this uniform. You need to wear that uniform to just work here. Then you have to follow the rules of that of that institution. If you don't want to be part of that institution, you say no, I'm not going to do it. Then okay, take your ball and just go home. I mean, it's heartless and it's bad. I know a lot of people are losing their jobs over it, but dim the rules, sadly. <laughs> dims the rules probably get the rule change you could but i'm just thinking it's probably safer for everyone to get vaccinated to me it was a no-brainer right um yeah no i would have to agree like even though i feel like this rule does not this idea doesn't work across the board all of the time i do feel like when it comes to public health and safety duh like you know like you can't just be all like i'm not gonna get vaccinated bitch and you won't do anything about it because uh yeah we will we cleared out your desk your shit is outside like go and find somewhere else to work like it's i mean yeah especially with texas people have gotten fired for less so uh it's just kind of like yeah if you want your own rules you have to have your own things and it don't seem like y'all have that. And so you're kind of crying to the wrong person because just like, you know, people can get kicked off of Twitter, like Donald Trump, <laughs> people can also just get kicked out of the NBA. It's not that crucial. It's not like they fired somebody who, but I mean, and again, people have done much worse. They fired people. Like, institutions in different places have fired people who were doing the right thing before just to cover up for someone doing the wrong thing. And so now when someone is like, yeah, we're trying to follow the rules that the New York, uh, you know, like, mayor or governor or whatever set up. Like, you, everybody's like, but y'all are magic, girl, who the fuck are you? That HIV, bitch. Like, that's not the same. It's not the same. Like, Belmar said, I need you to learn science. <laughs> I need you to learn science. It's not the same. Like, I I hate when y'all use this example. Like, y'all try to make apples equals orange, oranges, bitches. That's not just because yeah. they're fruits. Doesn't mean. Yeah, sure. And then infectious disease. Like, oh, yeah, but the number one killer is heart disease in America. I'm thinking... Yes, there's a lot of causes to fucking heart disease, some of them systematic. Like, if you live in a food desert, you're going to have a heart disease Mm -hmm. and everything. But it's not, like, infectious. So you can't sneeze and get heart disease. You can't sneeze and drown in a fucking pool. There's a difference. That's right. Get your shit together. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, if y'all want to make some shit up, then have your own things. Speaking of people who deserve better... Um, that wasn't a good segue, but I'm going to stick with it. Students at Howard University have been protesting since October the 12th. Um, they've been holding themselves up in the Blackburn cafeteria, and they will not allow staff inside, as I am understood to understand. They will allow students inside, but not staff. Um, and they take turns guarding the door. 
Um, then they are protesting this due to the living conditions of their dormitories, which include roaches, rats, Ooh. mold, and water leaks. Um, according to a Fox 5 interview, that's just to name a few things. Um, I've seen a couple videos of like mold everywhere and it's bad child. Um, and I didn't look for more because I don't want to see a rat, um, <laughs> on screen or in real life. And so I <laughs> avoided them, but... Um, you know, because of all this, we know as black parents, you know, especially black parents that have to pay a lot of money for something, um, they're not going to go for this shit. And several complaints have probably been lodged, maintenance requests, things like that. The students have said that they've been ignored for the largely the most part. The officials have claimed that they have received a low number of reports about this and that they place students in temporary housing. But the students believe that... Some things are being left out. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I mean, I know some mamas have offered to whip some ass. <laughs> and some daddies have made it clear they're not paying tuition. But the students are simply demanding that they receive a town hall with President Wade Frederick. Do you feel like this will be enough to see satisfactory changes? Or should they demand more? Well, I do think they should demand more. But this is actually pretty big, considering it's probably making a lot of national news. And Howard, I think, is probably one of the best HBCUs mm -hmm. universities. Actually, the best one is Spelman, which is a woman-only university. So. Of course it is, because <laughs> black women make everything better. Uh, I mean, I'll, I wish I went to, like, Howard or Spelman. But anyway, oh, well. preferably Spelman. But... Point is, I think it's probably great that students are probably bringing something so big because I know like Howard gets a lot of money, mm -hmm. and considering how many like Chadwick Boseman and like a lot of these big celebrities, um, black celebrities went to Howard University and still donate money like millions of dollars to Howard University. So I'm wondering why do they have it like so poorly built and like in poor condition? So I think what they're doing is great. They definitely need to sit them down, probably even demand more, because mm -hmm. it seems like if the student, what the students are saying is true, they went through the correct chain of command, mm -hmm. they raised the appropriate issues, went through the did the appropriate paperwork and motions, and nothing is done. So I'm all supporting for these students. I mean, yeah, I have to say, I mean, listen, I... <laughs> My mama, like, in my apartment complex, I, the elevator for the garage has been out since August the 6th. <laughs> or before then, maybe August the 4th, I don't remember. And it just got fixed three days ago. Now, remind you, it is October the 24th that we, we are recording this. So, um, yeah, and she told me, why aren't you demanding money off your rent? Why aren't you demanding money? They are inconveniencing you. Like, to, on top of that, like, also the elevator, the main elevator kept, break, kept breaking. And so she's like, oh, no, you need to demand. You need to say, uh, I'm not paying utilities this month. Or I'm not doing this. She's like, something. <laughs> that it, Something. So I know, listen, that uh, these black mamas and daddies were like, ooh, baby, you're not staying here. <laughs> so... I listen, I feel like I'm of the same mentality. They need to demand more. Like you you've had me up in this um cafeteria since the twelfth. It's again, it's been twelve days. Um yes. <laughs> they've had to sleep in tents. They are getting food um that has been donated to them by alumni and other some such students like students and things like that. Um so uh, it would be I'm not paying tuition. 
for the the rest of the year, maybe even next year, I'm not paying for my meals. <laughs> I'm not paying for my room and board. <laughs> like yeah. you giving me all that off, okay? <laughs> because not only did I have to sleep in squalor, okay, even though I pay. Wait, how much is Howard tuition? We gonna find out. Where's my thing? <laughs> wait, wait a minute now. How much is tuition at Howard University? Oh, what that say? $27,206. That's, that's not assuming whatever fees we have. Mm -hmm. That's for 2019 to 2020. Is that for a semester? Gotta be. It, yeah. it has to be just for a semester. That can't be a year. That's a semester. Well, tuition and fees, but damn. That's what I'm saying. Like, So you telling me that you want me to pay over almost $50,000 a year so that I could sleep with roaches? I don't think so, bitch. <laughs> okay? It's not happening. So, listen. Uh-uh. I'm not paying any of that. You, I'm going to take you to court for it, too. Like, you not only got me sleeping in squalor, but I had to sleep in the cafeteria, bitch? No. Like, just to make sure you heard me and to protest? Uh-uh. They need more. As soon as I sit down in the tall town hall with Mr. Wade, whatever his name is, I would be all like, so um, where are my things? Are you giving me some coins? Like, am I getting free books and board and whatever? Am I getting upgraded dormitories? What am I getting? Because. Yeah. On top of that, it's like right in the middle of midterm. So you have all that stress mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. Not easy being a college student. No, not in this day and age. They're trying to play with y'all, and I'm not here for it, Howard. Good luck to the students, because they deserve better. Uh, Speaking of white people who are fucking things up, I was kidding. The, the orange idiot that we had in office for what felt like a hellish eternity, Donald Trump is planning to launch his own social network called Truth Social. Truth in all capital letters because he has to scream everything. Where I assume all of the lizard elites will not be allowed and only the most devout cultist mentalities will be let in. Maybe you'll have to fail a psych about. Maybe you'll have to pledge your allegiance in blood to Donald Trump. Who knows? Regardless, my question is, will you make a fake profile in order to troll people or not? <laughs> uh, I have to, like, do, like, I have to change everything how I talk about myself. Because I remember I used to be hella petty on the internet fighting with people saying, no, you're a your views are fucking dumb. <laughs> I am curious, but I'm just thinking it's so fucking bad. Same thing with like things like Getter and um, Parlor, where the thing is they do it so cheaply, like the infrastructure of like the app and all of that. Yeah, yes, practically um, open information, so you easily will get hacking information's on there. And I don't want to be on FBI's most wanted. But I would be curious to see if people would infiltrate and see what they get. Yeah. I Listen, I will not be doing it because I uh, like myself. <laughs> and also, mental health is important. Um, but I am eager to see y'all infiltrate this app, maybe with, like, a fake computer, fake ID, anything, and piss these people off. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably just throw something in the hornet's nest, but yeah. I've been on the white message board once. Uh, it's very uncomfortable. I learned several different racial slurs for black people. 
Listen, uh, besides the N-word, God, y'all really are creative. Do you know I just found out the other day that there's apparently an N-word equivalent in Korean? Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I'm not going to say it, obviously. Also, because I can't remember it. It starts with a K. But, like, <laughs> I was like, uh, so y'all telling me that you say TV like TV? Like you don't even have a word for TV, but you have a word for the N-word? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, but we going to get some Koreans in a minute. Um, a race play or bleaching the bloodline. Listen. Damn, interracial relationship <laughs> <laughs> she's like let me find a pulse of black men <laughs> uh in a strange twist of fate speaking of people and you know <laughs> white people failing us yet again a california teacher proved that it's really the entirety of the lower half of the country in jeopardy child after putting on a headdress and deciding to do some odd arm and leg movements and chanting that i'm choosing to believe was actually a demonic summoning ritual and not a demonstration of indigenous people anything at all um Anyway, she's been placed on leave after being filmed by an indigenous student who I assume said, bruh, fuck this. Uh, the worst part was this wasn't even history. It was math. Like, she was teaching Sokotoa. Uh. Math, y'all. Like, just let that sink in. Um, she literally looked like a poor imitation of those Native Americans, Peter Pan. Um, <laughs> but regardless, do you think being placed on leave is enough? I'm not, I'm, she most, I'm not sure how the teacher is. I just think it's probably a bad attempt because I'm thinking kind of like there's racism that appears on a spectrum. Uh-huh. Like, you know, microaggressions to like KKK, Trump supporter, neo-Nazi. Yeah. I mean, just, just kind of like a step above microaggression. I just uh-huh. think it's just, she's very much ignorant thinking, okay, okay you're passionate about teaching Soa Toa, mm-hmm. but there's other ways you can teach it. I mean, Mr. Page, shout out to him. When I went to high school, uh, I learned some old hippie caught another hippie tripping on acid to remember Soa Toa, no. who signed, co-signed, hand, and <laughs> signed, co-signed, and tangent. So I remember that better, and it gives me a laugh. I mean, that's less inappropriate than, you know, Native, because, you know, that aged very, very poorly. So I'm pretty sure she's very confident, but it's just kind of very ignorant. So it would be better if she just did something else for Sokotoa. Yeah, um, I'm not so yes, I feel like I feel like this was probably I I will agree that I feel like this was a misguided attempt at being like a fun teacher, yeah. like trying to think of something different to do so that kids would pay attention and they want to learn. I get it. You're an overzealous math teacher, girl. Yeah. And like I understand, but there at some point. There has to be a place where you say, maybe I should ask someone before I do this. Like, maybe I should, like, you know, because, like, I have to think at that point that, like, you don't have, A, any teachers in that school that um, aren't white, and you could have run this by, B, you don't have any friends that aren't white. And you could run this by. You could have, like, non-white friends that are ignorant. That's true, but, like. Uh, like how 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 that's the only word i have how 
how? Like, you're telling me you don't have any friends that, like, steer you away, just in general, from your terrible ideas? Because then what are friends for if they don't say to you, mm, Nikki Alley, that's a shitty idea. Don't do that. <laughs> like... What do you think that Bell Mars and Kiwi and like Lemonade are for if they don't sit me down sometimes and go, yeah, so I know you're really excited about this, but I have to tell you, you look stupid, A, and B, this could be racist. <laughs> yeah, because I did have a friend sit me down because I was trying to make a joke like, oh, I went to the doctor and I might get glasses, you know, and she's like, you know, Bell Mars is kind of ableist because, you know, she herself wore glasses. I'm thinking, okay, fair point, I won't make that joke. See, that's what I'm saying. So you gotta, like, it just it just speaks to me that you don't have friends that care about you, A, or you don't have friends that are smarter than you. I feel like everyone should have friends that are smarter than them in something. <laughs> like, Bell Mars is smarter than me in math yeah. and science and, like, history in some points. Like, she has... She covers areas that I don't cover. And right. then I cover her in areas that she doesn't cover. So yeah. that we can be one whole, complete, non-idiotic person. Okay? And so, like, I'm just saying, like, if you don't have friends that are in some way, shape, or form smarter than you in some area, then what are they there for? <laughs> yes. And I guess smart, I guess emotional intelligence, and I yeah. guess political intelligence. Mm -hmm. Mm, you probably shouldn't do that. I think maybe she may have like old teacher friends, like, oh, you know, I did this when I was a kid. Keep going, do it, girl. So they're probably like gassing her up. No, girl, you need less hype friends and more <laughs> friends that'll gently sit you down and tell you that you're being a Karen. Yeah, you need a friend that you can be a coach and say, don't do that play. And sometimes you need a friend that's a cheerleader. That's great. That's exactly you needed it. a coach. You needed a coach. And so, like, yes, girl, while I don't think maybe that you meant the worst, you still should have maybe thought twice. Yeah. Like, I just, because I don't want to take away personal responsibility, you you definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, did you not put on the headdress and think to yourself, I kind of look like those kids in Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. And then say to yourself, wait a minute, why do I want to look like those kids in Peter Pan? <laughs> So, I'm just saying. Um, yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know whether or not she should be fired. But I think probably, well, sensitivity training sucks ass. But I need to realize why that was fucking wrong. Like a slap on a wrist. Like, educated, but like, native people. They realize, yes. okay, it's kind of insulting. Sure. But, oh, you know, I love Peter Pan. What is the made of then? I'm thinking... It was racist then. It's still racist now. You probably shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. You need like some sort of training. Like you need to. You should have to spend a day like like um, volunteering at a like a native native land or something, and so that you can learn the true purpose. <laughs> like just yeah. Like you should just do their chores for a whole day or something. I don't know. Just so you can so that you're like useful to them, but also you learn something. Like. Yeah, and I guess also probably dip into ways to be creative. I mean, so you won't just be dipping into racial stereotypes. Yeah, girl. Just do better, white people. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, speaking of white people who maybe needs to do better, um, Alec Baldwin. Uh, yeah, no, that was a poor transition. I knew it when I said it. Um, fatally shot and killed cinematographer. I'm going to butcher her name, and I'm so sorry to the family. Halna? Helena? Helena Hutchins yeah, and uh, wounded one other while firing a prop gun at a rehearsal for the film Rust. 
Um, he hasn't been charged yet, and he has been cooperating with the investigation, and they do not know as of yet, based on an article that I saw that was written five hours ago, um, how the weapon discharged and what caused it when precautions are supposed to be in place for those sorts of things. Um, so we're going to have a moment of silence for Helena really quick, Mrs. Hutchins, okay? Mm. Yeah, we hope that she uh, rests in peace and her family finds solace and peace in her passing. Um, but do you think this, in this case, that whoever was inadvertently responsible for their shooting should be car charged criminally? Well, I'm not sure in full situation because a lot of people brought up parallels to what happened with Brandon Lee, Bruce mm -hmm. Lee's son, mm -hmm. and the set of The Crow where they were filming and then the co-actor, I guess, one in the scene, shot him. Mm -hmm. And he died because also with blanks, guns can be very fatal as well. Mm -hmm. So I, but they have mentioned like more reports came out that there's a lot of dangerous on the set since it's an independent film is made poorly. And mm -hmm. there are also many people hired on were not union because, oh. you know, especially in California and like Hollywood, they have like a strong ass union. Mm -hmm. So and I guess they're filming outside of Hollywood. So they hired a non-union actor to, I guess, get it done cheaply. So when you gave it off to the actor and you fired off the gun, I guess it was probably fatal. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's like it was did deliberately or just kind of like neglect. But mm -hmm. I'm thinking definitely someone would be punished at the end of it. I'm not sure what happened with the Brandon Lee incident, but it's definitely they need to put like more protection to play for like people who work on films. Cause one part, I remember listening to NPR and they say, how come you couldn't just like digitally alter like a gun coming out of a bullet versus just getting like gun with actual blanks. Cause that's probably safer than just doing a post production, just edit the bang and the flash from the gun. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, somebody needs to be um, charged with something because, I mean, this is this is somebody's role in the project. And so, I mean, the same way that someone who lost a billion dollars for a company would be, you know, charged with something because of that error, um, somebody should be charged for this. Um, interestingly enough, you're talking about the union and all of that. And I remember, oops, I dropped something. Ignore that. Um, interestingly enough, I remember like when I was talking to this guy that my boss knows that works uh, for Disney. Um, <laughs> the mouse. The mouse. Um, he was talking about how in Hollywood, like you, there are a lot of people who are in a sense, like very desperate. Right. You know, they want it to be in Hollywood so badly that they're kind of willing to do almost anything. And so, I mean, if it takes you going outside of a union to make it, then I guess that's what you feel like you have to do. And if you want to make a movie that badly, like and you have to go outside of the lines to do it, I guess you will. But like I I think about it and it's just kind of like what like a toxic environment we've made right well not we because nick nicky yeah i'm just thinking about i guess entertainment yeah kind of toxic trying to get in if you don't have like a leg in there right yeah so it's it's i mean it needs to be it needs to be better obviously um and i mean yeah at the end of the day somebody needs to um carry out some sort of punishment for this because um 
it's that and it shouldn't have had to happen. So. You know, or at least stronger regulations in place. And exactly. But it's guns and, you know, fucking NPR and other sorts of assholes are going to argue against it. Um, do you know, like, the other day I saw some sort of... This is a tangent. Sorry, y'all. You're going to get it. Uh, I saw some sort of TikTok and some, like... It was about, like, what statistics does your country completely ignore? And he was talking about how um, America thinks there's a, like, a mass shooting pandemic, even though, like, more people die of this or, like, you're more likely to die because you shove something up your ass or da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, why do y'all feel like something has to change when a certain quota of people are killed, like, is met? Like, do y'all just... So you think we're all numbers. Like, so when we hit, like, what, a million deaths by gun violence, are you finally going to be like, oh, yeah, maybe we should put something in place finally. But, you know, changes gun laws or, like, makes it safer or something like that. It's just, it just surprises me. Like, how many, how many people have to die of something before y'all go, oh, maybe this is important. Yeah, I'm just, a lot of people, I, I guess, are kind of, uh, fatigue with the numbers because put it this way like more people die every day of covid in this country than have died during 9 11 right and you know every year we say we never forget never forget never forget and yeah it is true that more people die because you know we don't we have a mass shooting but i think another uh strange statistic is how many people are going to jail like right. we're i think we're number one in prison population <laughs> we have world. to be we have to be if there's somebody else higher, like, who is it? Australia? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, and I think with, like, gun laws, I, right now in Texas, more people, we have to show more uh, ID to get a, to vote than to, like, get a gun. So, because I can get a handgun just like that in Texas. I'm in just isolated period. Um, so, I think it's something we probably need to talk about, especially with guns. Um, and I know it's uncomfortable because everyone feels a certain way, like, oh, we need more gun control. Because I'm thinking of more gun control, it always hurts different types of people because it's not going to hurt the people at top. Because um, I remember only one person I remember took away guns was a Democratic governor, and it was actually Ronald Reagan. It's a takeaway from the Black Panthers, when the Black Panthers say, is our Second Amendment rights? We're walking around with these machine guns. And then Ronald Reagan said, no, no American citizen needs to walk around with machine guns to feel safe. Right. So I'm thinking if we do have gun laws, I'm afraid same thing with like COVID and everything's going to hurt poor black and brown people, people right. of color, then, you know, hurt like mass shooters or people who like brings up guns to the cop, the fucking, who wants to cosplay army all the time. And fun fact, people who are in the army have seen combat are not gun ho. Right. Yeah. Like, because they have PTSD and they're traumatized as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. like they're, they have to like... I mean, just, like, the whole process of unlearning this, like, idea that, like, human beings are not just, like, you have to unlearn humanity. Like, when you're in, like, when you're expected to shoot someone, you have to look at someone and be like, that's not a human being. So, yeah. like, it's just, like, y'all are, y'all are weird. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it right there because if we keep going, like, we're just gonna take the whole podcast. But, so, um, and we gotta wrap it up. Uh, so, Okay. Y'all were real racist this week. I just wanted to <laughs> let y'all know that. Um, and I say that because SM's girl group Aespa, I don't know how to say that, is under fire after rapper Giselle was reportedly caught mouthing the N-word in a recent behind-the-scenes clip 
for a photo shoot they were having, singing, uh, they were, like, jamming to SZA's Love Galore. Um, obviously, uh, no statement has been released as far as I'm aware, um, and I'm not gonna lie, I watched the video, like, four times, and I can't tell if she mouthed it or not, but SM took it down, and the fans, maybe probably because of the pressure from international fans for an apology, um, and... Like, half of them are like, oh, we want an apology, you said it. And the other half are kind of like, Koreans don't understand the significance of the N-word because, you know, their country is really, like, um, homogeneous and they don't see black people except in, uh, you know, media and, um, they don't know our history. And so, but do you think with the way that K-pop has slowly started to spread globally and integrate into more societies that that's a valid excuse? I think they should be educated on, you know, racial, political um, taboos. Because I understand, like, if you go into another country, certain things that's okay is taboo in other areas, like taking off your shoes mm-hmm. or reaching with your left hand is taboo. You know, like, something small like that, you wouldn't think that's big. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important important to probably, like, educate them, especially if you go into the U.S. Because I know BTS definitely has some skeletons in their closet. Oh, they do, child. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of them. I remember when they were doing the black suits, and I was like, "This isn't cute." <laughs> yeah, but they—I guess they learned now that you shouldn't do that. Yes. They, so I think it should be like up to these music companies to say, "Okay," especially to learn about the uh, political. Like, if you're gonna be on the global stage, especially for an American or European or Western audience. You shouldn't say the N-word. And yes, I know in Korean, there's some words, I think, for you. It yeah, sounds pretty you, cool. You and I both sound like the N-word. Yeah. Mm. So maybe it could be some cultural uh, change. And yes, I probably want to bring up the swastika before Hitler appropriated that. It meant like a Buddhist symbol for peace. But, you know, that idea is tainted. I mean, I guess that would probably give them some leeway that, okay, you're homogeneous and you don't experience much black people, but I'm thinking now is I think it should be up to, like, their managers and, like, coaches and everything to teach them these are certain things you shouldn't say if that's not acceptable, especially in, like, if you're performing for, I guess, an international audience. Yeah. Um. So, I have been into K-pop for a long time. Uh, when did I get into K-pop? 2014, 2013. God, it's been almost 10 years, bitch. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, um, and, you know, maybe in, like, 2013, 2012, like, those earlier 2010 years when, like, K-pop was starting to come in, people were like, oh, my God, Girls' Generation. Oh, my God, yeah, so like pre, So, pre, oh, yeah, so I was about to say pre-Gondam style. Post, so I got a little bit into it, not crazy into it. Mm-hmm. Pre-Gondam, then I think Gondam style came out, and mm-hmm. then it exploded, and then mm-hmm. everyone likes K-pop. Yeah, and so, but now that's where we're in. Like, 2010s, nobody knew anybody. Like, 4-Minute had that weird Nickelodeon, like, movie, like, that they had, you know what I'm saying, uh, um, Yang was, like, maybe, and, like, G-Dragon, like, you maybe knew them, um, Psy just came out with, like, Gangnam Style, G- Girls' Generation, I think, appeared on one Tonight Show, like, one of the Tonight Shows or something, but, like, if you knew, like, you had to know. Like, you had to yeah. be plugged in. So, but now we're in 2021, bitches. BTS is the biggest boy group to exist. Okay? Like, um, 
Blackpink is everywhere. Right. Um, like you who else is really big? Stray Kids. Um, uh, this girl As- Aspa, whatever the fuck, whoever sings. I think it's G Idol. G like a couple of G Idol yeah. girls sing for yeah, like so. a yeah, and EXO uh, like. G, a couple of GR girls sing for what's that? League of Legends or whatever. You, everywhere you look, some K-pop artist is in your face, okay? And so my point is, there should not be a reason for it not to be the other way around. Right. Because it's not like South Korea is not influenced by American culture. Yeah. They are. Um, and at this point... You know that you have a larger chance of being internationally recognized than you were, again, in the 2010s when you literally only crossed your fingers and hoped that you were that good. Um, Yeah, with explosion of social media and everything and mm -hmm. how everything's so global. I mean, hell, everyone loves Squid Game Mm -hmm. and Parasite. Mm -hmm. So it's like at some point. We have to stop making these excuses for these people, like, as if, like, oh, but they're just little babies who don't understand anything. Bitch, they have the fastest internet in the fucking world. They can look up on Google and say, what thing shouldn't I say in America? <laughs> That's, it's not that hard. It's like, it's, we're making excuses for these people, and I'm tired of it. Especially because... More often than not, the reason that they're so successful internationally is because of us. Like, it's Americans specifically, but also black and brown people. Like, let's right. not discount, like, that we're buying your music and we're jam- – because, again, you sound like black people. <laughs> you sound yeah, because like- they said many of the influences are, like, American artists, mm-hmm. like, rappers. And thinking, oh, I love Tupac's Cadence or Biggie Smalls mm-hmm. or Aaliyah's music, Beyonce's mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I understand that they say the N-word, but I guess it's a nonsense version just thinking – I mean, how else do you see the gold digger? I mean, but she's not messing with a broke, a broke what? A broke man. That's all you need to say. <laughs> like, it's just like, I, but I'm saying, like, you, you're so into, like, almost every other black cultural thing. You should at least <laughs> educate yourself enough to know, okay, how do I not piss off black people? Right. How do I not piss off brown people? Because clearly, I like their culture. It's the same way I wouldn't go to Korea and then um, eat before an elder. I can't do that at a yeah. table. That's that's inappropriate. Like, the eldest person eats first, and then I'm allowed to eat <laughs> after <laughs> them. And it's like... You know, like, you you understand these audiences exist here. You understand that they help you make the money that you need to make in order to get out of, like, a one-bedroom apartment in Korea. So it's just, it doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't also, like, make it a priority to make sure that you don't piss them off. It's not that hard. Like, again, you have the fastest internet. Just Google search, bitches. Okay, like, it's not acceptable anymore. We're in 2021. White people can't say it. Korean people can't say it. Um, East Asian people in general can't say it. Um, Hispanic people can't say it. None of y'all can say it. If you're not black, you can't say it. Don't have anyone of African descent or gene pool. Don't say it. Don't say it. The end. (laughs) Jesus. Like, everybody just play this everywhere. If If you don't have black... Anywhere and you don't say it. <laughs> I'm true percent black, so can I say No. <laughs> you can't. Is one of your parents black? No, okay then. I'm a Jamaican grandma. 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, like, what? Do people know she black? I'm just saying. Um... Oh, okay, finally, it's uh, to end this uh, and black people, really not a black person, uh, disappointing me. Boosie, <laughs> who unfortunately still has a Twitter, um, was on that Twitter, um, and after Little Nas X clowned him, because that's what Little Nas X does, Yes. Um, in a tweet saying that he and Boosie had a song coming out together, he decided to go on a homophobic rant um, that I'm not going to read, because fuck him, but... Mm-hmm. He hashtagged uh, commit suicide somewhere in between, like, those edgelord white kids back in middle school. <laughs> At this point, given how toxic this man is for the culture, do you think he should just be banned from all social platforms? I think he should, because he's homophobic, and on top of that, I'm also afraid for his sons. Because mm-hmm. he mem- I remember he said how much he hates homo- uh, uh, homosexual. yeah, homosexuals, because he went to jail, and there's a lot of them. Said he wants to train his son, so he said he's gonna get his 12 year old son trained with a thick bitch and give him like a blowjob for his birthday. I mean, I understand well the toxic idea that men always want sex, I just think that's also harmful for his son, and I think that's also harmful for future relationships. Yeah. So, yeah, I think probably cancel him. I mean, if cancel culture was real, we should cancel Boosie and all the men subscribe to Boosie's ideals, indeed. Baby to baby too. Yeah. Mm. But he, I haven't heard of from the baby in the long, in the, the longest time. The longest time. <laughs> Maybe because he's finally shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think we should ban him. But I'm thinking so. But telling someone to commit suicide that must violate something off like Twitter somewhere. He literally hashtagged it. Like, why is first of all, as soon as you even like read the words as soon as the app even registered the words it should have been like oh no you're banned like you're kicked off the platform like you can't just say that shit to its people like i just you're bullying first of all how old is boosie bitch where's my google search page how old is boosie badass <laughs> how old is boosie uh badass what what number that says 38 you are a whole 38 fucking years old. Um, you're, and like, Lil Nas X is what? Like, maybe 22? 22? Born in 1999. Wow, but you are trying to bully a child. Like, I mean, he's 22. Yes, he's a grown ass man, but he just became a grown ass man yesterday. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, you're literally on here trying to bully somebody who's almost 20 years younger than you. Like, let that sink into your brain. Like, that is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Don't you have like other things to do, like feeding your children actual sustenance and not fucking honey buns in a sugary cereal? Don't you have like, I don't know, a direct to DVD film to make that, you know, we don't need to watch because it's probably stupid. Like, don't you have something, something else to do rather than fix your crooked ass fingers to type on Twitter to a 22 year old? Are you telling me you don't have anything else to do? Really? It's not. I mean, what song has he made? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, I remember when I first heard about Boosie Badass, I'm like, what? And I realized... I had to research that he was a Louisiana, like, bounce. Like, yeah. right, like, like. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. You don't have, like, you know, some, some fuck Negroes to, like, go and, like, try to impress at the, at the yard or something. 
Like, you don't take up a hobby, bitch. Like, go learn saxophone. Aren't you? You're in Louisiana. Like, go learn how to make, I don't know, etouffee or something and give your children actual food. Um, go learn how to take a parenting class because you need that as well. Because clearly, you don't know trying to sexually assault your child is not proper parenting. Like, I need you to do something else with your time other than letting this troll, because let's be clear, that's what little Nas X is. He's a fucking troll what do you expect he was born in 90 fucking nine okay yeah, and he grew up on fucking reddit so he's king of the trolls that's what i'm saying like eight he has eight kids feed your eight damn kids but get off twitter yeah, eight women, 60 from women get feed your eight children stop having sex go to church take some stuff do anything else then get on the internet and hashtag commit suicide um to somebody that's what i need you to do because that is ridiculous it's ridiculous like you're trying to the world would be better off that no bitch the world would be better off without you except you're still here you're still the world would be better off with you shutting the fuck up and yet you still refuse to stop talking okay i still have to wake up every morning and i go through twitter and i say oh i take a deep breath because i need it and i go through twitter and i go through the 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 trending topics and always always because you have nothing better to fucking do you are there and i say why can't boosie just leave me the fuck alone <laughs> <laughs> Oh, please get on. Don't I? I don't want uh, Mark Zuckerberg to ever give you back your Facebook or your Instagram. Or I want whoever owns Twitter who the fuck owns Twitter, because I want to give you a, a a personal message. God damn it! Where's my Where's my thing? Where's my thing? Who owns Twitter? Who owns Twitter? <laughs> who owns Twitter? Jack Patrick Dorsey. Jack Patrick, are you listening? Jack, Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey, listen to me. Kick Boosie off. Ban him from this fucking platform. Don't ever let him back on. What other platforms is it? Uh, 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 what other platforms? Snapchat. I don't know who owns that. Whoever owns Snapchat, don't let him on Snapchat. Who? What a uh, Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest people, don't let him on Pinterest. Donald Trump, don't let him on True Social. I don't want him on any fucking platforms anymore because that man needs to get a life. That's what I want to happen. I mean, unless he gets an OnlyFans. <laughs> no, OnlyFans? Who owns OnlyFans? Don't let him have an OnlyFans. Patreon? He should not be allowed to have a Patreon. <laughs> Listen to me. None of you people better let him on these fucking... Google Plus? I don't even know think anyone uses Google Plus. But don't let him on your fucking platform. Don't let him on MySpace? MySpace? Black World? Whatever that's... Black Planet? Black Planet? None of it. None of it. Are you listening to me? No apps. None of the apps. I'm so tired of this fucking man. <laughs> so tired of bullying, bullying a 22-year-old. Like, just, just go, go do something. Go do something. Go touch grass, as the kids say. Go outside and smell air, okay? For fuck's sake. Just do anything else than bother me. I'm done. Damn. <laughs> Are you done? Are you done? I'm done. I mean, you said that with your whole chest. I have I nothing else to add to just 
No more cherries on top of that cake. Great. Uh, so we're going to take a break. <laughs> because I need to just, nah, and then we'll be right back. Are we back? Yes, we're back. Yay. So now we're going to give you some Halloween facts. I'm going to go through a brief history of Halloween. Then Belmar's now going to talk about how we celebrate Halloween and how other people that we know celebrate Halloween. And then we're going to go into some Halloween facts from around the world. Yay! <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so, Halloween, as everybody knows, is celebrated on October the 31st. Um, this year it's on a Sunday. Yes, and it is a tradition that originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. That's how you say it, but it's spelled like it sounds like Samhain. <laughs> it's not. Um, so the Celtic festival, this has a, just a short thing about it, but they would light bonfires, wear costumes, and ward off ghosts. Because, you know, back then, ghosts were a thing. They would just bother the fuck out of you. I mean, the spirits. Ooh, fuck them spirits. Fuck them spirits. Um... So, uh, All Saints Day in the Catholic Church was designated on November 1st by Pope Gregory III. Um, and then it started incorporating traditions and so in. And um, the evening before was known as All Hallows Eve. So if you know people who go to church, like on, you know, All Hallows Eve or whatever, like, a, yeah. like you know, the Sunday before, like, you know, whatever, whenever the Halloween falls, that's because they're like... I'm Christian and I believe in the Lord and I <laughs> I go to church. That's how I ward off my spirits. Um, over time, Halloween evolved into a day of activities like trick or treating, mostly for kids. Although, don't expect like some elder people to just come to your door and be like, "Give me some food, damn it!" <laughs> Carving jack o' lanterns, festive gatherings, costumes, and treats. Um, so. Here we go. Ancient origins of Halloween. So it dates back all the way to uh, 2,000 years ago, um, mostly in the area that is Ireland, United Kingdom, and Northern France, who celebrate their new year on November the 1st. Ooh. Fun fact about me, this is one of the few white things that I do, because <laughs> in my DNA, I do have some Irish... Some, um, some, some United Kingdom, you know what I'm saying? And French, also some German. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to celebrate the new year on the November the 1st. Same here. I mean, for those who see me in person, I know. <laughs> Damn, we're trying to record. <laughs> I also am Irish. Um, I guess this probably explains my high alcohol tolerance and my freckles. Because um, I know a lot of Irish people went to Barbados back in the day in slavery and indentured servitude. Yeah. I think right. the, only, the Irish are the only white people that didn't do anything. Can't say about any other white people. Woo! Burn! Um. <laughs> Um, so it's the end of summer. It usually marks the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter. Um, you know, often associated with human death, which makes sense because a lot of things typically change in winter. People will have like seasonal, um, seasonal depression. Right. In the winter, there's typically a lot more suicides that actually happen around like Thanksgiving and Christmas time than in any other time of the year. So this part of the year does something to people. And like, if we're not going to discount like modern day things, I mean, a lot of people died in the winter, <laughs> like back when yeah. we didn't have, you know, central heating and, you know, uh, 
vaccines to diseases. Yeah, because people spend more time indoors. So you spend a lot more with people. And if you don't like people you're staying with, yeah, you're going to rip your heads off. Indeed. Um, so... Um, they believe that the night before the new year, the boundary between the world of the living and the dead blurred. And on the night of the 31st, they celebrated so in, and that was when the ghosts of the dead returned to the earth. So this is how I think of probably a lot of other traditions came up with like kind of honoring the dead, um, on Hollow's Eve, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, the, in addition, um, to causing trouble and damaging crops, uh, they thought that otherworldly spirits made it easier for druids or priests to make predictions about the future, which is why, fun fact, I also predict my future on Halloween. <laughs> uh, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> um, people entirely dependent on the vital nature of the natural world. These prophecies were an important source of comfort. Um, to commemorate it, they would build giant bonfires where they burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the deities. Um, and during the celebration, they wore costumes, typically uh, animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. Now, I have personally never had my fortune told by somebody else in a costume, but that would be fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, when it was over, they relit hearth fires, which they had extinguished early in the evening, and from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. Um, and then it says in red, because I'm taking this from history.com, so <laughs> um, did you know one quarter of all the candy sold annually in the U.S. is purchased for Halloween? Which is crazy. So I'm guessing it's like Halloween, uh, Christmas, Easter, and Valentine's Day. That's why I'm doing so many. Those are the four things that I would associate with when people eat candy the most. Yeah, like, yeah. I love candy because I remember I was getting as a kid yes but trick-or-treat baskets oh, and like easter baskets and mm, all the baskets bitch give me all the baskets of candy um okay 43 ad roman empire conquered the celtic territory and then they ruled over 400 years in the lands two festivals of roman roman origin were combined with the traditional um celtic uh sewing um the first was for i'm gonna butcher that ferelia a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorate the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruits and trees. Yum. Symbol of Pomona is the apple. And a incorporation of this celebration into Soen probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples, which is a white thing that I don't do. <laughs> I'm not sticking my head in a, in a, in a, a tank of water to bob for apples. But I'm just going to eat an apple, okay? Yeah, or a candy apple. I yeah. never bob for apples. No, never bought for apples. We'll eat a candy apple, though. That sounds good. I, I think I've had it once, and I'm like, more, please. <laughs> um, May 13, 609 A.D., Pope Boniface, I'm saying that wrong, the fourth dedicated the Pantheon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs, and the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. He laid Pope Gregory III later expanded this um, and moved the observance from May 13th to November the 1st. I guess to kind of, you know, unify. They didn't want to, you know, the Catholic Church don't always want to be that different. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, they're <laughs> like, let's let's go in order of, you know, what everybody else is celebrating. Um, ninth century influence of Christianity spread to Celtic lands. It blended in and supplanted order of older Celtic rites. And in 1080, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day. 
Um, it is widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival of the dead with a related church sanctioned holiday, which doesn't sound like something that the Catholic church wouldn't do. So I believe it. <laughs> um, all souls day was celebrated similarly with big bonfires, parades and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels and devils. Oh, interesting. So you mean to tell me that the Catholics were dressing up as demons? Yeah, that's kind of sounds sacrilegious. Well, I don't know. I guess it's probably more of an evangelical thing in America when we celebrate. Like, I know because I went to school with people who doesn't celebrate Halloween because, you know, it's against the religion and say, oh, we're not going to bring demons and devils in this house. We're going to have, like, heaven's a ween. That's a heaven's a ween. (laughs) I'm so glad nobody ever said this to me when we were in school because I would have been like, the fuck is that? <laughs> so unfortunate. Where they don't. I mean, I did something similar to Trump or Tree, but it, it's interesting that the Catholics are cool, like people just look at demons. Yeah, like back in the, what is this, 1000 AD? Okay. That wasn't that long ago, bitches. It was only 1,021 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um,. It's all called always. It's all blah. All Saints Day is also called All Hallows or All Hallowsmas, Middle Age, Middle English All Hallowmas, meaning All Saints Day. And the night before it, the traditional gathering of Samhain and the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows Eve and Halloween. Um, so America. Um, celebration of Halloween was limited in colonial New England because of rigid Protestant belief systems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Halloween was much more common in Maryland and southern colonies because we know how to have fun, bitches! Woo! <laughs> yeah, because I know also the slaves had like own, their own uh, ghost stories around mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. I, there were her, because watching uh, one of my favorite YouTuber, Intellectual Media, where they have hate tales where, you know, ghosts said, oh, there's ghosts of the slave master's going to whip you if you do something bad. <gasps> or this ghost of your ancestors lead you to freedom. And that they, and there's also a lot of West African mythology in it too as well, where they would paint things blue. Mm-hmm. I know especially in <coughs> Charleston, like in New, not, not North Carolina, in South Carolina, where they paint some of their houses like blue. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the spirits be attracted to like, oh, it's kind of like a blue, like an ocean. And then they paint their bottles blue because, you know, spirits can go up in the bottles and be gone by the morning. Yeah, they can burn by the sunlight because everybody knows that evil things hate light. Woohoo! Um, so, the, uh, as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. Uh, they included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate hardest. Neighbors just their stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. Aha, so y'all been telling each other's fortunes for forever. Why don't we do this anymore? Um, <laughs> did you know more people are buying costumes for their pets? Americans spent $490 million on costumes for their pets in 2019. More than double what they spent in 2010. It's probably even more now because we were stuck inside and all we had were our pets. And we love them to death now. So yes. we're like, yeah, we're going to dress all of our cast into the best, into little demons. Um, Colonial Halloween festivals also featured ghost stories and mission making. Um, middle of the century, annual autumn festivals were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. Second half, America was flooded with new immigrants, and these new immigrants, especially millions of Irish fleeing, fleeing the Irish potato famine, popularized it nationally. So then we get into trick or treating, bitch, the treats! 
<laughs> Borrowing for European traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, which we should bring back because money? I would like to just ask for money, like as an adult. Well, this someone just give you like a penny. Like, get hey, out my it's more than I had before. It's a penny more. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm a penny richer. Like, <laughs> so I think we have to go to the rich neighborhoods. Hell yeah, I'll go. <laughs> I can show you some because I've been like, I've been, I've been area hunting. Like, um, a practice that eventually became the day trick or treating. Young women believed that on Halloween they could divine the name or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple pairings, or mirrors. Oh, bitch, let me try that. <laughs> let me try that wait a minute what am i doing dating apps for if i could try and divine the name of my future person with tricks with yarn yarn and apple pairings mirror what the hell are apple pairings like i guess when you you know when you like cut an apple with a knife um, and whatever shape it comes out i guess that's the first letter of the name of your husband hmm. maybe i we don't have to do it for <laughs> we have to do something fun i have apples over there um <laughs> In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. That's not fun. Um, <laughs> Halloween parties for both children and adults became popular for the turn of the century. Um, parties focused on games, foods of the season, and costumes. Parents were encouraged by newspaper and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations. Again, boring as fuck. Um... Halloween mo lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. Um, so then we get into parties in the 20s and 30s. It's secular but community-oriented parades, town-wide Halloween parties. Despite the best measures in many schools and communities, vandalism began to plague some celebrations. Um, by the 1950s, town leaders had successfully limited vandalism, and Halloween had evolved into a holiday directed mainly at the young. Due to high numbers of young children in the 50s because baby boomers... <laughs> this was like, mm, let me make all the kids. Parties were moved from civic town centers to classrooms or homes where they could be more easily accommodated. Between 1920 and 1950, um, trick-or-treating was also revived. It was a relatively inexpensive way for an entire community to share Halloween. In theory, families could also pretend tricks being played on them by providing neighborhood children with treats so they would leave them the fuck alone. Here you go, child. Here's a Snickers. You're you're not you when you're hungry. Please stop TPing my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing since the kids are like so preoccupied with like the games and stuff, they're not gonna like TP and egg your house. That's right. Um, and so because of this, today Americans spend an estimated six billion annually on Halloween, making it the country's second largest holiday commercial holiday after Christmas. Nice. So then we get into Halloween movies, um, box office hits, classic Halloween movies between Halloween franchise. Do 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 do. Speaking of that, I went into a Katy neighborhood the other day because I was area hunting, and I went into a cul-de-sac. I just pulled into a random one, and Michael Myers was standing on the fucking balcony <laughs> of like <laughs> house, and I was like, ah! and he was watching me as I pulled out. I know he was. Okay, bitch, I'm scared. Um. Okay, um, yes, uh, Halloween, blah, 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 Michael Myers murders 17-year-old sister, is committed to jail. You don't need to know Halloween, you just watch it. Um, it's inspired other slasher films, we talked about this, like Scream, Nightmare, and L Street, Father the 13th. Um, more friendly Halloween movies include Hocus Pocus, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which has the best Halloween soundtrack ever. This is Halloween, this 
Christmas. Halloween, 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 Halloween. There must be a like a crunk ass mix of that song <laughs> on YouTube. We gonna find it. Um, Beetlejuice and it's it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. <laughs> okay. Um. So there were All Souls Day parades in England. Poor citizens would beg for food again because y'all are not giving them enough. And families would give them pastries called soul cakes, which is interesting. We should bring this back. Yes. Um, in return for their promise to pray for their family's dead relatives. Okay. The distribution of soul cakes was encouraged by the church as a way to replace ancient practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. Which still is is encouraged in some other cultures today. Right. Um, this practice, which was referred to as a going asole, was eventually taken up by children who would visit the houses in their neighborhood and be given ale, food, and money. Um, we need to bring that back. Yeah, that too. I mean, I love ale, food, and money. I know, I do too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would like to go trick or treating and receive money. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe a good a good food, but listen, I'm picky and I'm black, so like I feel like I would only go to people's houses that I know cooked well. Like I'd be like, give me like I don't know a piece of your. I would go to Belmar's house and I would try pumpkin pie, right? Because I don't eat pumpkin pie, but I would try it because Belmar's made it. <laughs> yeah, but I do make other desserts. Like I made slutty brownies. That's um, true. Yes. Yeah, so I'm pretty good at like baking other sweet stuff, which I'm gonna bake up store for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, but Halloween, I probably have to do some pumpkin carving. Yes, pumpkin carving. Um, the tradition of dressing in costume is both European and Celtic. Um, winter was uncertain and frightening. Yeah, as we said, food supplies ran low again, which is probably why they gave them food. Um. Let's see. People believe they would encounter ghosts if they left their homes. To avoid being recognized by these ghosts, people would wear masks when they left after dark, so ghosts would mistake them for fellow spirits. Um, on Halloween, to keep ghosts away from their houses, people would place bowls of food outside their homes to appease the ghosts and prevent them from attempting to enter. Um, black cats and ghosts on Halloween. Um, so superstition, magic, all that good stuff. Um, let's see. They used to set places for friendly spirits at dinner tables let treats on doorstep and along the side of the road and lit candles to help loved ones find their way back to the spirit world that's so nice um today's halloween ghosts are often depicted as more fearsome and malevolent (laughs) and our costumes and superstitions are scarier we avoid crossing paths with black cats afraid they might bring us bad luck this idea has its root in the middle ages when people believe that witches avoided detection by turning themselves into black cats yeah, that's where we get it from. Like, people were really over here. Like, women are just shape-shifting demons. <laughs> um, we try not to walk under ladders for the same reason. It comes from ancient Egyptians, maybe, who believed that triangles were sacred. And also may have something to do with the fact that walking under a leaning ladder tends to be fairly unsafe, which is true. And around Halloween, especially, we avoid trying to breaking mirrors, stepping on cracks in the road, or spilling salt. There was matchmaking at Halloween? What the fuck? <laughs> Um, uh, let's see. In particular, many had to do with helping when young women identify their future husbands and reassuring them that they would someday, with luck, by next Halloween, be married. Okay, but we all need to be getting married on Halloween then. What the hell? Let me, let me make, let me sick sure. Some man is going to propose to me and be like, I'm only marrying you if you marry me on Halloween. Halloween's Eve good enough? Yes. In 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook might bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it. Oh, 
sweet. Scotland fortune tellers recommended an eligible young woman name a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then toss the nuts into the fireplace. The nut that had burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding represented the girl's future husband. In some versions, it was the opposite. The nut that burned away symbolized a love that would not last, which I would have thought would have been the actual one, but apparently not. Um, if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made out of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg before bed on holy night, she would dream about her future husband. Oop, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> My computer was reacting. It was like, oh, okay, hi. Um, young women would also toss apple peels over their shoulders, hoping that the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future husband's initials. Oh, so that must be what the apple pairing is. Um, future husband's initials. Try to learn about their futures by peering into egg yolks, floating in a bowl of water, and stood in front of mirrors and darkened rooms, holding candles and looking over their shoulders for their husbands' faces. Sounds like an invitation for Candyman, bitch, but like, I mean, whatever you want. Um, other rituals were more competitive, but some Halloween parties, the first guest to find a burr on a, chest, on a chestnut hunt would be the first to marry, and others, the first successful apple bobber would be, goddamn it. I'm not about to play apple bobbing. I need to know that she's a freak. <laughs> right. Like, oh, you can get apples with your mouth in the first try? Suspicious. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'd be the first down the aisle. Um, try to avoid seven years of bad luck. Each one of these Halloween suspicions relies on the goodwill of the very same spirits whose presence the early Celts felt so keenly. So I'm just saying. Um, be careful. Um, but that's a little short thing about Halloween that's very entertaining for me. <laughs> you couldn't tell. Uh, I think I'm gonna try one of those weird, like, ass superstitions <laughs> about about future partners. I'm gonna be like, okay, uh, I'm gonna carve an apple and see what the peels come out of. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Um, so, Belle Mars, how does your family typically celebrate Halloween? Well, since all of us are now grown now, for the most part, um, we mostly just chill. Uh, my brother and I, we're starting the tradition of, like, carving pumpkins. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, last Halloween, I kept it small. We just kind of did, like, a good get-together of, like, people that are in my bubble. So we did spread COVID. Indeed. Um, I like to go to costume parties. I guess for, it's mostly month-long. Like, my brother and I started a tradition of going to haunted houses. Mm -hmm. Started in 2019. Nothing for 2020. And then this year we did it again. Mm -hmm. And then the next, we also like to get in costumes. And for me, who haven't been in, in conventions in a long time, I'm thinking this is probably an excuse to break out my cosplay. Yeah, cosplay. So getting coming out with friends and going to parties. So I know you're not big on horror. I like to do that. But I guess my family, uh, both my sisters who are now mothers, uh, they like to take my nieces out for trick-or-treating unless they did something bad and then <laughs> Halloween is canceled. I'm munchy. <laughs> no, no munchy. Yeah, she wanted to do something from Harry Potter. So I'm not sure what costume she's going to do this year, but I'm excited to see what they're going to do in New Orleans for Halloween. So I'm excited for that. Um, but mostly it's been chill. I like to do like horror stuff, like at least play one horror game, mm -hmm. play uh, watch a horror movie, um, haunted houses. Mm -hmm. But before when we were kids, like my mom celebrated Halloween. The first time I ever saw play Halloween was like in first grade. Okay. In Erie, Pennsylvania, 
We went, got a costume, and then our mom's like, okay, you two, your younger siblings, stick together. And just go to different areas. You know, we just got trick-or-treat. And I heard from stories from my sister Stewie, my dad would always give away the candy. So what would happen is that well, my sister Stewie said, ha ha, my stepdad won't take the candy. My mom doesn't even know I have candy. So she put it in this lamp. And then our grandfather, he's a country bumpkin, educated guy, very smart country mm -hmm. bumpkin. He turned on the light where the candy was being held, and it burned a hole through the bag. So it smelled like candy, corn, and chocolate because the Snickers bar melted it. Yes. Okay, but that's not the worst thing to smell, though. So he's thinking, damn it, I want candy this year because our father just used to take the candy, give it to his coworkers. So, Aww. and then when I was in the office, we did like last year we did a kind of like a mini carnival that I helped set up. Ooh. So yeah, we like to do different things. So this year, hang out with friends for a kawaii zombie event, and you just need to find me a cute ass costume. But the day of Halloween. Go with my significant other and going to Axelrod, see his friend perform. Maybe choose violence, but I don't know. But I'm going to roast some people. Yes. And that's always a fun because, listen, bonfires is a theme of Halloween. And so you should roast some people because that's <laughs> what traditionally we've always done. Um, so, Nikki Alley, how did your family celebrate Halloween? So my family has always celebrated Halloween. When we were kids, like, and we're all adults now, so they don't really do it anymore. But like when we were kids, we used to put like these, um, these sticker things on the windows, like on the inside of the house, uh, so people could see them or whatever. So we had like all the, and we would just paste them all over the house, and it was really cool. Um, I don't think we really had outside decorations to be. Well, we might have done spider webs a couple of times. Because that's really easy for my mom to do. She's like, okay, get some some cotton, and we're just going to stretch it out. <laughs> and it's like, there we go, we're done. <laughs> um, and then, of course, we turned our porch light on, and we gave kids. But, like, my one of my parents would always take me out, usually my mom, to go trick-or-treating. Because by the time that I was old enough to kind of – they obviously took me trick-or-treating with my brothers when I was younger. Like, I remember distinctly there's a picture of me when I was, like, three in a clown get-up, <laughs> and I was crying for some reason, and I'm like, that sounds about right. And my brothers at the time were probably like, Jesus, like, at the time, I'm pretty sure, like, Big Head was, like, 15? 15? 15 or 16, like a, like a high school student. So, like, by the time, like, I was kind of able to walk around by myself and go trick-or-treating, my brothers really didn't want to go trick-or-treating anymore, <laughs> so it was just me. And so, like, I went around, like, I was a witch one year, I was a clown, I was a cheerleader another year. I was always cute, regardless <laughs> of whatever I put on. <laughs> and so, like, my mom, of course, would, like, walk me around the neighborhood, we'd get candy, it was a good time. Um, And, like, we would kind of... Like, she wouldn't let me eat all the candy, obviously, on one day. She'd be like, we're separating this out. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so as I got older, I'm trying to remember when I stopped trick-or-treating. Um, I feel like I was in probably high school or, like, middle school, late middle school. But And then we started just giving out candy. And when I tell you, like, every year I've had to give out candy, <laughs> it's been so funny. <laughs> like, at my parents' house, there was a one year when I was giving out candy at my parents' house. And typically my mom was like, okay, you only give them two pieces of candy. And then they go on their merry way. Because there's a lot of kids yeah. in their neighborhood, right? Especially when I was younger. 
right? So, like, I remember I gave this one kid two pieces of candy one year, and he looked me dead in the face, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck is this? So he's like, that's it. And, like, I don't, I feel like one of them one year told me that's it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, uh, do you, you want more? Like, but, and of course, as the night wore on, though, and if we had more candy than that, I would just drop, like, handfuls in kids' bass and be like, get out of here. Go, take the candy and leave. <laughs> and then once we ran out, it was it. Lights off. Don't come knocking at this door. Um, but, yeah, this year is going to be kind of different because I'm in an apartment, and this is my first year in an apartment, and I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know how many kids are in this apartment complex. Like, I don't know, like, if I'm going to get people knocking on the door or not. Because it's not like I can turn off the hall light. Uh, it's yeah. always on. <laughs> it's always on. So, like, I don't – but my door is not decorated, so I'm like, maybe they won't think. But part of me wants to decorate my door because I don't have a pumpkin out there. I don't have shit. And so I'm just like, oh, I need something outside so people know that I'm not a Grinch, even though that's not the appropriate – it's not Christmas, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, oh, and like, let me think. I never. So, oh, you know, you remember my favorite year was when we did the Halloween. Oh Whoa. yes, back in high school. Halloween. I dress as a ninja. <laughs> Wait, what were you that year? I remember I had a robe. I just I remember with our other friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just like poking people out. We were just kind of like jocks hanging behind the bleachers and just popping out and scaring people for Halloween. That was funny. I remember. So I just kept lurking around because I was in all dark clothes and just perching on like things. Like one time, somebody had brought a toilet. I don't know why they did that. And like, <laughs> I just perched on a lid of the toilet like this, like with my like hands close to my mouth, like on my tippy toes, just like. Choo! And then as soon as people saw me, I'd be like, who? Like, I would just be like, run away. Like, oh, bye, goodbye. You didn't see me. <laughs> it was very funny. And then, of course, we couldn't touch them. And, like, we, with some of our friends, we would just pretend, like, we would get this close to them and put our hands this close to their face. And they'd be like, you're not allowed to touch me. And we'd be like, we're not touching you. We are not touching you. <laughs> it was very, Halloween was hilarious. Yeah, I think I was, like, I was like, High school later's doll, because it gets fun fact my dad being from Barbados, that was a stupid American holiday. Mm-hmm. He's the one to celebrate it. So then I asked him, because in later years, he starts, he loves handing out candy. I say, Dad, how can you want us to celebrate it's Halloween? You said it was a stupid American holiday. Like, I said that? Like, yes. He said, What's the real thing? Oh, yeah, because you know, I heard reports of like someone poisoning the candy. Uh, to trick or treaters, giving out poison candy to trick or treaters, and he said, and I didn't want you guys to get hurt. Oh, oh listen, Papa Marshall is such a sweetheart. Inside, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much how I celebrate Halloween. Like I've just been giving out candy for the last couple of years, and then like occasionally I'll go to like like events or whatever around Houston, yeah. like that are maybe Halloween oriented. Like this year, of course, we're going to the Kauai. Kawaii zombie thing. So I'm not sure what Kawaii zombie. I'm thinking sexy zombie. You know, I needed more Kawaii. That's what I'm saying. Like, she came up with, like, two ideas. What did you come up with? Like, Silent Hill Nurse. And I'm yeah. like, that sounds sexy. <laughs> and Jenny. <laughs> so I was like, I know. I have no idea what I'm going to wear. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much, like, I decorate. We used to carve pumpkin. Oh, my God. Did you have that pumpkin thing? We had this pumpkin thing where, like, we would put, like, a sheet of paper on the pumpkin, like, and you poke the little drawing into the pumpkin yeah. so that you could cut it out. We did that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a stencil thing. Stencil thing. And, like, my brother was always better at it, like, uh, the middle child, because he is uh, artistically inclined, and I'm not. And so, like, I would be like, I'm not doing this <laughs> Yeah, my little brother Star Dragon's a better artist than me, because we've carved pumpkins at the beginning of the month. Uh, he did, like, Boo from the Super Mario series, and I just did, like, a cat. And the tail fell off, so to get toothpick to stab it in there. And the pumpkins die within a week. Mm-hmm. So we decided, okay, pumpkins don't su- jack-o'-lanterns don't survive long. Mm-hmm. Probably like a week at max, and then you start getting a crap load of flies. So mm-hmm. for the closer to Halloween, you start farming pumpkins, we went to a pumpkin patch. I got me a cute little white pumpkin. Yeah. I mean, I saw a green pumpkin, but just the white pumpkin is called out to me in a giant, like, Tip classic orange pumpkin because I'm thinking it's cute. Why not? I just think they're neat. Yes. I love, there was one year when I was in college that they had pumpkins that they had carved and they just left them out there because this is like the oldest. I was in the, it was my second year and I was like in the older dorms. So they had just left pumpkins out and of course they fermented, right? And so the squirrels got drunk. Oh. On our campus. <laughs> because they crawled into the pumpkins. And they're like, what's this? And then they ate the pumpkin. And they drank the pumpkin. And then they got drunk. And I was like, bruh, only the squirrels at UH. Um, but yes, oh my god. I I loved all that shit. I loved pumpkin carving. I liked giving out candy. I liked dressing up. And so like, oh, I remember one year around Halloween in college, I dressed up as... Catwoman, um, tasty, but, um, yeah, no, like, I haven't dressed up in a hot second. One of my little cousins is actually born near Halloween, and so one time we had, like, a little carnival Halloween party for him, and I was a fortune teller, which is, which was, this predates me actually learning tarot cards, and so look at me, I was just, like, predicting that I was gonna be a fortune teller before I was actually a fortune teller. Oh, everything connects. Um, but yeah, uh, that is, those are our Halloweens. Um, everybody, like, please, uh, comment how you used to spend your Halloweens or how you spend your Halloweens now. I used to have this lady that I worked with in, um, this oil and gas company that was, like, was one of those people that you were talking about who's uber religious, and they're like, I can't celebrate Halloween because it's my religion, and it's like, and so, like, there was a lot of politics around the office about whether or not, like, people should be able to put Halloween decorations up. Yeah. Because, like, it went against some people's, like, religious beliefs. And I was just all like, listen, y'all are taking a thing that we did for Christmas because not everybody celebrates Christmas and y'all are running with it. And I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. <sighs> but Belmars, what do you have for us as far as celebrating in other countries? Yeah, other so places? I found this lovely article from... Uh, 247 wallstreetcom which talks about 27 cool and creepy tradition calling traditions around the world. Let's, and first up is Austria. Ooh. So the tradition is leaving bread and water for the spirit. So Austrians celebrate Sinowich or All Souls Week between October 30th and November 8th. On the night October 31st, an old practice is to leave bread and water on the table and a light on the lamp to welcome and nourish the souls of the dead. Yummy. And next we go to Bolivia. Bolivia! So they decorate real human skulls. Oh, goddamn. Okay, um... Bolivians... Where do you get them from? 
observed the Fiesta de las Latitas Natitas on November 8th each year by decorating skulls, real ones, either from deceased family members or obtained from medical schools or old cemeteries with flowers, jewelry, hats, and glasses. The skulls are called Natitas. Uh, sorry for my Spanish. I do. I need to work on it. Like Duolingo it. <laughs> yeah, Duolingo. It's roughly the little pug nose one. The festival has roots in pre-Columbian times. Okay. Next is Cambodia, which is honoring departed ancestors with food. Mm-hmm. Pocham Ben is a Cambodian Buddhist festival observed over a three-day period in September or October, during which the gates of hell are set to open to let the spirits out receive food offerings from their relatives. Ancestors are honored, going back as far as seven generations. Celebrants rise early in the morning to cook rice balls and other food items, which then bring to the temples of the goddess. Okay, so they think everybody in hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seven generations back. I mean, I can understand some of my ancestors are probably going straight to hell. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I'm not... You know. Great, great white grandfather. Hello. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that's where the white came from. All right, I see it. <laughs> now, in China, they do something similar of honoring departed family. While Americans and other expats in China often observe Halloween in traditional fashion, there's a local equivalent called Ghost Festival or Tang Chi, which is celebrated on the 15th day of the seventh lunar month. Food and water are placed in front of photographs of family members who have departed, and lanterns are lit to guide the spirits wandering the earth. Next is the Sajek Republic, putting chairs around the fireplace. Okay, you did invite your your family members up yeah. there. Czechs observe Dusky, or the Day of the Dead, on November 2nd. Or one old cousin to place chairs around the fireplace, one for each living family member, and one for each departed one. People also visit graves and adorn them with flowers and candy. Yay! Yes. And in England, they tried looking in the mirror. Oh. What? <laughs> what? I can't need to further explain. I'm about to say, like, damn, they haunted by their own image? What the, I mean, when you are the colonial center <laughs> of just, like, colonialism in the whole world, maybe you are scared of your own reflection in your history. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Yeah, so I guess to further explain, <laughs> my, I don't want to insult my British ancestors. <laughs> I mean, I will. Yeah. <laughs> In England, there's a superstition that a man or woman looking into a mirror in a dark room on Halloween will see the face of his, his or her future maid in the background. Oh. Seeing a skull instead of a face means the person will die before marrying. Friends, Guy Fox night on November 5th is often seen as a parallel celebration of Halloween with bonfires and in earlier times at least children crying, a penny for the guy instead of trick or treat. A penny for the guy. See? We need money, not tricks and treats. <laughs> yes. Uh, this day isn't connected with the liturgical observance, however. It commemorates the foiling of a plot to blow up the House of Parliament from Guy Fox. Okay. In France, dressing up in goose costumes. Halloween isn't a tradition isn't a traditional French holiday, but it hasn't stopped some people from celebrating. There's a creepy element because when people dress up, they choose scary and goose costumes like vampires, ghosts, and skeletons. Halloween is somewhat controversial in France because it's perceived by some as too commercial, too American, and a threat to French traditions. Even though technically um, this took place in, like, according to History.com, this originated in parts of France. <laughs> exactly. Unlike North America, where anything goes with Halloween costumes, the few adults and kids who dress with Halloween inevitably choose traditional scary costumes, no cute princesses or tiny firefighters. Aww. In Germany, hiding knives. 
Some Germans hide all their knives at Halloween so that returning souls will actually cut themselves. Oh, I thought they meant that returning souls will actually cut them. Because, you know, that's what I would assume. <laughs> I mean, if your ancestors are clumsy, I mean, I guess that's where I get some traits from. <laughs> yeah. Greece, dressing up in costume for Apocrise. Expats and tourists celebrate Halloween in traditional style in Greece, but the locals have their own equivalent, Apocrise, which is also known as the Greek Halloween, although it's celebrated before the Lent season, not in October. Apocrise was originally an ancient Greek celebrating dedicated to Dionysus, the Greek god of wine and milk. Yes! Ooh, and then we go closer to North America, Haiti, performing voodoo rituals. Yes. Yes. Haiti has its own Day of the Dead. It's called Feteki or Feast of the Dead, and it's over on November first and second. Adherents of Voodoo, who believe they are possessed by the Gete Dwa, spirits of the dead, pay homage to Baron or Bawad, Sambidi, fathers of the spirits of the dead. They dance wildly in the streets and dream, or even wash themselves with raw rum spiked with very hot chilies. Ooh. Why would you bathe yourself in that? I'm just thinking like my genitals. Right? Like my my sensitive places. Yeah. Also, my skin is sensitive. <laughs> yeah, because I remember putting chilies on my crotch once. Uh, never again. <laughs> okay, go on. Okay, in Hong Kong, they have trick-or-treating at Disney. Oh, hot. So Hong Kong uses Halloween as an opportunity to advertise its theme parks such as Disneyland and Ocean Park. Locals have to decorate their shopping centers to reflect the spooky atmosphere. In India... Performing rituals for souls of the dead. India has its own version of Halloween, a festival of the dead called Pitru Patska. It's a lunar festival, which means it can occur in September or October in at least around two weeks. Hmm. And during this time, in order to keep the souls of the dead at peace, this eldest son of a family is expected to perform rituals every day. Traditional belief is that the people of the present owe much to the people of the past for providing for them with the knowledge and tools to continue the cycle of life. Okay. I like that. Yeah, but Jake. I wish it was gender neutral, but traditions. Yeah. yeah. In Ireland, eating fruit cake. Okay. Halloween originated in Ireland is a pagan festival known as uh, Sowen, meaning the end of summer. Many traditions associated with Halloween have Irish roots and are still observed today. Brainbrock in Irish, would it mean speckled loaf, is dense fruit cake with raisins, currant, and candy citrus peels. At Halloween, bakers generally hit a ring, a piece of cloth, and stick it inside each barn rack. When the cake is served, it's served that whoever got the ring will marry, whoever got the cloth will enter the clergy, and whoever got the stick will remain single. No, well, Health fuck. laws now prohibit inclusion of anything but the ring in commercial barn rack. Look. I mean, what if you choke on the ring? That's true, yeah, what if I, or I, and like, I'm glad they don't include the stick, because bitch, why do I want to be single, and also why do I want to stick in my food? Yeah, and then the cloth, ugh. I mean, I might eat the cloth, I'm afraid. Right, and it's like, that means the Holy Spirit is inside me. <laughs> in Italy, they have a tradition of leaving cookies and offerings to the dead. They celebrate All Saints Day and All Souls Day, also known as Day of the Dead, on two days following Halloween. Cookies called Fave de Morti, or Beans of the Dead, are rituals offering to pardon. In ancient Rome, it was thought that the souls of the dead lived on beans, and beans were used in funeral rites. Beans, okay. <laughs> in Japan, parading in costume. Okay. The city of Kawasaki has a relatively new Halloween tradition, a parade that attracts thousands of participants and tens of thousands of spectators. This year will be the 23rd. I'm not sure how old this article. The only rule is that you must wear a costume. Okay, yes. Yes. In Mexico, building altars and eating bread of the dead. Mexico and other Latin American countries celebrate two-day Dia de los Muertes, or Day of the Dead, on November 1st and 2nd. 
The first is dedicated to deceased children called angelitos or little angels. The second is day of the dead proper. One important activity is building of the temple altars tribute to the party. Those are adorned with candy and other confections, including skull made of sugars, balls of tequila, or liquors for adults, toys for children, objects significant to the dead, as well as miracles, said to attract the spirits to their offering. Calicas or colorfully dressed comical skeleton skeleton masks are seen everywhere. People always eat Pantero Muerte or Bread of the Dead. Hmm. And Netherlands partying throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Halloween isn't a traditional holiday in the Netherlands, but it has to embrace it as a great excuse to party. I this mean. year's option included Japanese horror theme in Amsterdam, crazy sexy cool festival in Rotterdam, and fantasy fest in the Hogue. There's more traditional Halloween-like holiday, St. Martin's Day on November 11th, and Norway visiting haunted places. But we were cool until we got to Norway. (laughs) (laughs) Halloween's popular time to visit haunted places in Norway. These include Niadira, Cathedral, and Trondheim that have been haunted by by a spectral monk. Arceus Fortress in Oslo, which believes to be patrolled by a demon dog that was buried alive centuries ago, and Nest Church, which is said to somehow interfere with the locks and lights of cars parked nearby. Hmm. And then Pil- Philippines, not Philippines, Philippines. <laughs> Philippines! Singing songs. So, Panga Gulala. I apologize for my. I don't speak uh, Filipino. Is it Tagalog? Yes. Tagalog, yeah. Tagalog. It's a Filipino equivalent of Halloween. It's deserted on the night of November 1st. Although the practice is dying now, especially in urban areas, the celebration involves groups of people going to the house to the house after visiting the graves of loved ones, singing songs, and asking for prayers, donations for the local church, Poland, lighting candles on the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Poles celebrate Zadowiski, All Souls Day or Day of the Dead on November 2nd. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most important family holidays in Poland. Relatives gather around graves of family members and light candles. Many of the traditions surrounding Zadowiski have ancient pagan roots. It was believed that the spirit of the dead would return on that day, and it was very important not to disturb or anger them. Mm-hmm. Portugal, trick-or-treating for bread. Actually, I love bread and carbs. I love bread, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is known as Dia das Braxas, or Day of Witches in Portugal. There are many local traditions that have the same roots of Halloween, also including trick-or-treating, although, child- all- although children ask for bread and even pumpkin carving. So, yeah. Like, give me some, like, croissants. Yes, I love it. Like, hey, uh, can I have a brioche, actually? I would like that. <laughs> in Romania, celebrating Dracula Day in May. Dracula Day isn't a Halloween tradition, but it could or should be. Romania celebrates it on May 26th. The Irish writer Bram Stoker based a fictional count on the 15th century Roman ruler Prince Vlad III, also known as Vlad the Impaler, for his favorite method of execution. Stoker never visited Romania, but filled his book with a description of the place you can visit. Scotland, peeling an apple and burning hazelnuts. So, <gasps> we talked about that. Yep. It's from Scotland. Young women peeled an apple in long, one long piece and throw it over their left shoulder with their right hand. The way it lands said to form the initials of their husband to be first name. The other tradition to place two hazelnuts side by side in the fire the one who's going to place them, his or her intended. If they catch fire or burn silently together, the two will be married. If they burn hot and jump apart, they have a fight and separate. Oh, okay. That's a little more detailed. <laughs> yes, Singapore partying throughout the island. So Halloween is a traditional ho- uh, holiday in Singapore, but it becomes 
Party Central every October 31st. This year is the options at clubs, pubs, breweries, boot markets, and theme parks, including booze and booze. Mm. Halloween Horror Nights and Horror Haunt Asian Dark Hour. The Revenge of the Unsettled. Yum. In South Korea, celebrate with costumes and ghost parties. Halloween has become a big deal in South Korea. It will be celebrated this year with numerous events, including costume ghost parties and even erotic and amnesia parties. And what kind of parties? It says erotic and amnesia parties. That sounds like some freaky sex shit. Um, For, oh, Korea. Wait a minute. (laughs) I thought y'all were supposed to be conservative, bitches. (laughs) Over here having erotic parties on the day of the dead, naughty ghosts and shit. Okay. In Spain, eating chestnuts and egg yolk candies. Okay. So in Spain, Catalonia region, October 31st, celebrated at La Castaneda or the Chestnut Festival. Observance tied to All Saints Day. Family and friends meet and eat roasted chestnuts, sweet potatoes, panelettes, sweet egg yolk, and almond pastry, typically covered in pine nuts, and drink sweet muscatile wine. There are very theories as to the origin of the celebration. Church bells used to ring all night on the eve of All Saints Day. Some say that castanada foods were sustenance for bell ringers. It may simply be, however, the taste nuts were just convenient food to roast while people say prayer for their dead relatives. And in Wales, avoid, avoiding spirits in the black cell. Okay. Wales has the equivalent of, of Halloween called Kalen Gaia. It has been celebrated for more than a thousand years. It's believed that spirits return. So people avoid churchyard styles and crossroads and spirits are thought to gather there. There's a creepy ritual which do or black cell when a slaughtered animal, usually a man, covered in cloth or animal skin, rises up and chases away the children. Oh, okay. Y'all got your own creepy version of Santa or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> or Krampus. Or like... Yeah. What so those are 27 traditions around the world. A lot of it's very of what we said earlier of like finding your mate and everything so kind of like the dying off of the summer and the warm up of winter mm-hmm. so. yeah and a lot of uh, people just using an excuse to party <laughs> which is what it basically is anyway so um yeah like you know find some traditions that fit you uh and go out there and uh, live it up brah whatever sticks with you sticks with you fun fact in houston right now in discovery green they have the uh dia de los muertos um skulls that have been that were decorated um i want to say it was in 2019 um and they travel the world apparently and now they're in houston um they were there um they were there the first like the first week of October I'm pretty sure they're still there and so y'all can go see them they're free to look at you know take pictures of them and they're really cool um I actually guess I got to see them in um uh Mexico City like two years ago and it was really they were really cool they were really awesome um so yeah those are they're all really fun traditions um if they speak to you like you know play with some play with some different traditions you know make your own it's yes. a fun time. Family, friends, or probably do some by yourself. Probably pick up Tara of my, my good friend Nikki Alley here is done. Yes, listen, because this year for Halloween, I am going to do like I've done on other Halloweens and predict my own future. <laughs> One thing I did was just watch horror movies and ate bad food. I, I remember got into Korean horror and Japanese horror. I'm thinking, ooh, scary sweet <laughs> now this year you can do it and also maybe an erotic party i don't know <laughs> apparently, i just... wonder what's an erotic mziatic mdiasic 
party. I'm gonna we're gonna look it up for during the break. All right, guys, <laughs> and then we'll come back and we'll do something fun. Go, we're back, and we're gonna take a what Halloween costume matches your personality, Queen. Um, so let's start. The first question is, what is your favorite part of Halloween? Candy, dressing up, parties, pranks, magic, and all of it. But scary people, mostly. <laughs> I guess, well, I'm stuck between the I love dressing up and the parties, pranks, and fun. I like two of those three things. Parties and the fun. I like magic and dressing up. I can't decide for that either. So let's say, I love dressing up. I love dressing up. Yeah. Do you like scaring people? Sure, I like pranks. No. Um, I think that parts of Halloween can be kind of scary. I don't think I'm that scary. Or only to get candy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be more about having fun for Halloween. I mean, I like getting myself scared, but it's like a control fear. Mm -hmm. Like a roller coaster. Yeah, okay, so I, more about having fun? Yeah. I think so, too. Um, how much candy are you planning on eating? <laughs> um, I'll indulge a little. Actually, I prefer to have a few cookies. Uh, isn't eating candy the point of Halloween? I'm going to eat so much, I'll turn into a piece of candy. <laughs> I mean, I think isn't, like, isn't the eating candy the point of Halloween? It is the point of Halloween at this point. Yeah. <laughs> or it would be about money, except y'all, like, let that peter out. So it's <laughs> not about money anymore. <laughs> um... Uh-oh, ooh, are we already getting a result? No, thanks. Show me the next question. Oh, no, 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 show me the next question. Have you ever worked at a haunted house or similar attraction? Yes, we yes. have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yes, one of the very intense, no. Um, so, wait, is this a goofy one for kids? That's the only answer that's applicable. Yeah, I mean, technically we were kids. We were, so... Yes, and I think I've also worked in another one that was for kids, I think. Do you believe in magic in your girl's heart? Okay, um, I believe in the paranormal, not magic, nerd. No, it all seems a little silly in a soft way, like love or destiny. Definitely, it's an important part of my worldview. It's not how the world works. I refer to do things based on facts. I guess in a soft way, um, hmm. like love or destiny. Okay. Um, I actually kind of believe in magic, but we'll go with Belmar's answer. How much time do you want to spend on your Halloween costume? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, yeah. How much time do I have? An hour at most. Maybe a couple of hours. I'd go thrifting. I had to. It's not about how much time you spend. It's about how it looks afterwards. I've been gathering the things for my costume for at least a year. <laughs> I want an incredibly elaborate costume. I'll probably pour either lots of money or many hours into it. I guess it's not how much time I spend, it's about how I look afterwards. Spend as much time as I need to get to the look I just the way I want. That's the one I picked too. Um, one of your friends suggests that you pull a prank on the guy you don't like. What do you say? Uh, like if I could pull a prank on my friend Jazzy. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't want to mess up my costume. Sure, if it's on our way to something, why not? Why stop there? I bet we could really freeze it now. It'd probably be the one suggesting it. That seems really disrespectful. I say, why stop there? Me too, especially if it's on him. Um, choose which party you're most likely to be at. Okay. Let's see. 
um ooh, they're scared oh there's no there's no words it's just images yeah so i guess a bunch of people i'm guessing they're watch, watching a scary movie on a couch yeah um uh-huh this is looks like a some some witches like just you know holding hands and in a circle <laughs> yeah. i mean the neon light one kind of looks pretty cool to me um yeah i might go to that one just for the roller coasters i won't go in a hot house though <laughs> <laughs> do you know what sewing is yes yes i do i just read all about it yes it's the reason for the season I've heard about it once or twice. I have no idea what you're talking about. It doesn't ring any bells. Is that a fabric? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the reason for the season. It's the reason for the season. When did you start getting excited for Halloween? Or when do you start getting excited? I'm sorry. Um, let's see. It's always Halloween in my life. I'm actually Jack Skellington. Somewhere around summer. Once the weather starts to get cool. That doesn't happen here. Um, well, October is usually when I remember it's happening. The week or day before. Well, for me, it's when it starts to get cool. Not September, but when it starts getting cool. Because I'm thinking sweet, can do something cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is probably either that or October. And I'll be like, oh, man, it's spooky month. Oh, yeah, I think October is probably better. October, because, like, listen, it don't get cool here. Until October. What movie is your favorite? Okay. If The Nightmare on Christmas is not on here. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, It, Cinderella, Night of the Living Dead, Hocus Pocus. <gasps> Hocus Pocus. I'm going with Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus! Are you superstitious? Yes. Superstition ain't the wisher sometimes. Quite a lot. Maybe a teensy bit. Definitely not. I don't think so. I'm going between sure sometimes and quite a lot. I would say sure sometimes to you. Let's put that one. Okay. Trick or treating. How old is too old? (laughs) You're never too old to ask people for money. 12, 15, 10, 18, you're never too old. <laughs> well, let's see. Of course, I think people will cut it off at 15, but I'm thinking you're never too old. I think you're never too old, too. I'm going to go to somebody's house right now and be like, you don't have to give me candy, just money. <laughs> Which of these is a Halloween candy you never want to see in your grab bag? Ooh, I wonder if they have candy corn. That's the first option, what? bitch! Cotton <laughs> candy, apples, raisins of any kind, or canned granola bars. I have to say granola bars. I think I'll piss me off. <laughs> me too. I would hate that shit. At least with an apple, I could be like, oh, okay. It's kind of healthy. And apples are good. As long as it's not a red, delicious apple. I hate red, delicious apples. I hate them. I would rather you give me a Granny Smith than give me a red, delicious apple. Okay? Bitch, I hate red, delicious And I like granola bars. Yeah, that will piss me off. That's what I'm saying. I didn't come here for this shit. What's the best flavor of candy? Hmm. Wait, do you like candy corn? Yes. Oh my god, you and my mom would get along. <laughs> she loves candy corn. Red, raspberries, cherries, pink, strawberry, or lemonade. Yellow, green, which is citrus. Brown, chocolate, root beer, cola, or blue, blue raspberry, cotton candy, bubble gum, etc. Ooh, the blue. I, yeah, I like, because that stuff, you don't get that often. Like, yeah. I feel like I can get red strawberry like chocolate but like if somebody gives me a cotton candy flavor or something i'd be like bitch yes what's my favorite halloween color purple black orange green silver i do like that purple of course you do she loves purple y'all you know yeah i'm cutting up with her purple blanket right now she is like she has it as soon as i gave it to her she never let it go (laughs) what's your favorite fall flavor pumpkin See, it's right there. It's at the top. Pumpkin, yeah, pumpkin, pumpkin spice. My favorite is salted caramel. I also love salted caramel, too. Salted caramel. We're going with salted caramel because, mm, 
Mm, pumpkin spice. <laughs> Salted caramel, I can drink it. You can eat year round, but okay. <laughs> What's your least comfortable aspect of the of the costume? Let's see. Um, probably wig, makeup, accessories, cape, outerwear. Um, oh, like when I cosplayed, it was like the wig. I didn't know you can tighten it, mm-hmm. and it keep falling off because I was dancing around because I was say with Pluto with my long ass wig. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, and I was dancing around, keep falling off my head, and then one of my a cosplayer came and like, oh yeah, you know you just wait, you can fasten it. Yeah, wigs always seem like I can do makeup at this point, so like that's not hard for me. And then accessories, unless the only way that's difficult is if you have like long nails or something, or yeah. like I don't know, your limb has to be stuffed or something. <laughs> like though, and I use it on dresses though, so I'm gonna say wig too because hair is so difficult. Which of these sweet treats is best served Halloween themed? Ah, oh, question. Cupcakes, cakes, cookies, brownies, pies. Okay, which one hits differently when it's like? I mean, with brownies, I mean, I love brownies. Or also cookies, but I really don't think like Halloween cookies. Yeah. Hmm. I have to say either cupcakes or brownies probably hit differently. I would pick cupcakes because I feel like what do you do to brownies, though? I mean, you can probably like ground them up because I saw on this Halloween baking more on Food Channel mm-hmm. where you use like ground up brownies as dirt and then you uh. kind of like mummify this rice crispy. Oh, cute! <laughs> I think you that's a lot of sugar. I mean, yeah. I figure most people use Oreos as dirt, you know, because you get a wetter dirt that way because of the cream. But you know, yeah. it's a to each his own. You know, what's the best type of chocolate? Milk, dark, semi street, white. I don't like chocolate. Who doesn't like chocolate? <laughs> I know somebody, though, who was allergic to chocolate, supposedly. Mm. I love milk chocolate. I like like milk chocolate, too. Um, What's your favorite fruit flavor? Chewy candies. Starburst. Yeah, I love... See, I knew it was coming. (laughs) Starburst. I also love Skittles, though. Yeah, I love those, too. I was about to say Starburst, Skittles, uh, also sour gummies. Mm. But they don't have it on here. They They only have Haribo gummies. They don't make those in sour fruit snacks, like the Scooby Doo fruit snacks. So good, it'll make you slap your mama. That's right. Oh my god, I used to eat like whole packages of those. <laughs> me, Gushers always taste me back. Like Gushers, oh. fruit roll up, fruit by the foot. I love Gushers, bro. Oh, I want some right now. <laughs> okay, Skittles or Starburst? I have to go with Starburst. Starburst. Okay, I can I can wrap Starburst with my tongue. Fun fact, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, giggity. giggity. Pick a jack o Ooh. They're all so evil, except this one. Jack Skellington. Yeah, I like that one with the other one in its mouth. I like that one, too. <laughs> Why did I like it? I don't know. It's eating it. What's your favorite fall activity? Hmm. Um, getting to the pumpkin bed, making spiced teas, making fall soups, hiking, or Halloween, obviously. I love soups because, you know, in the summer, people look at me weird if I want to eat soup. Bro, one year for her birthday, she wanted pho. And her <laughs> birthday is in March. And it's, yeah. we live in Texas. It's not cold. Yeah, <laughs> so it's pretty warm. So always soups. So if I want to eat soup every weekend, you know what? After, I swear, this weekend, I want to get me some ramen or something. We can go get ramen, Delmar, after this. 
Okay. It's right down the street. <laughs> okay, I'm down with that. So, um, let's see. Pumpkin patch are also cute. I just now started going to pumpkin patches. I realized if I was a photographer, I can make money taking yeah. a picture. So, I have to say false. False. I could go with that. My only other answer would be Halloween. Yeah. Oh, What's your favorite part of the fall season? The Should weather. The cooler temperatures. Cooler temperatures. Dang. She knew immediately. She's like, the weather. That's when we get to make gumbo, so yeah. Yeah. I feel that. My mom refuses to make gumbo until it's like 60 degrees, something degrees outside. She's like, hmm, breeze. All right. Uh, Would you rather go out or celebrate Halloween at home? Huh, this is a good question. Well, I have to say go out because, you know, my friends are all spread out. So I'm thinking, okay, what's a good neutral location? <laughs> Send me your location. Let's party hard okay does halloween have to be scary or to be fun absolutely nah i say nah there's more than the spooks i mean don't get me wrong i love the spooks the i spooks live for the spooks good. i live for the spooks as well how many outfit changes do you go through on a typical halloween <laughs> girl one what you mean none i wear the same costume just work just once a work costume a party costume Let yeah i have a work costume and a party costume because you know the work when i be conservative but if I go into party mode, I like to show off my legs, which probably is inappropriate when I work in a lab. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Well, I probably, well, I go to, the, I'll count just once because I think one year I dressed up as a little pig. <laughs> I was a pig in a blanket, like that blanket specifically. <laughs> um, horror films, yes or no? Oh, see, that's a, it, uh, No. For me, I mean, for but me, it's yes, yes please. <laughs> um, I guess it depends on the movie. Yeah, let's go shoot for the middle. <laughs> What's the scariest of these? Okay. Where's the options? Snakes, spiders, clowns, worms, or uh, cockroaches? Uh, let's see. Um, spiders I'm cool with sometimes. Don't fuck with me. I don't fuck with you. Me too. Worms? Remind me of just being a kid. Snakes is scary, but I have to say also cockroaches. Because when I see a cockroach, I freak the fuck out. Every time I see a cockroach, uh, this is what I'll do. I'll get, I'll freak out, and then I'll get angry that the cockroach made me freak out, and then I'll kill it just in anger. <laughs> like, I'll be like, ah! Yeah, I mean, it just scares me when they have to eat gross-ass motherfuckers. So, I guess it's between snakes and cockroaches. I would say cockroaches because, literally, I've never been afraid of snakes. <laughs> like... Like, I remember one time when I was five, like, all the other girls in my troop were super afraid because we got to hold a snake. Or was that, no, it was, I was in class. I was in that weird little, um, what is it called? It was, like, a weird little private school. And, like, I got, uh, there we, some animal, like, place came in and they had a snake. And I was like, snake! And, like, they held it. And all the other girls was like, ah! And I was like, a snake! Yeah, that's true. I mean, most snakes I'm fine with, but cockroaches, because I remember... My sister Sue was dating a guy who had his like cups upside down, and she's like, "Let me guess, you grew up with cockroaches? Like, how do you know? I mean, why would you put your cups like that?" Exactly. So let's go with cockroaches. When do the Halloween decorations come down? November first, Halloween night after the party. A couple days in November, and a little of the time. I might get to it before Thanksgiving. Never. <laughs> I'm gonna say November first. Oh, yeah. Mine's usually, like, somewhere around there. Pick a cursed object. Why? 
How many questions are here in that mirror locket doll vase book? Hmm. If I had to be cursed, I'd probably pick a book because at least there would be words for me to read. <laughs> like, ooh, reading. And I'd be like, shut up, Henry, the ghost that's stuck in this book. God. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd just go with book. Book. Would you rather be possessed, cursed, or haunted? Hmm. Mm. I guess haunted. Yeah. Uh, possess. I mean, I'm not sure when the possession is gonna come. So it's just kind of like my period, and just comes and just takes over. Because I know, like, when when the start of the period, that's when the most possessions come. Mm. Curse. I mean, is it like a good curse or a bad curse? Right. Most curses are not good. Haunted. <laughs> I can probably make peace with the other like ghosts. Right. If they're not too like mad, and if they are mad, it's like you're not mad at me, so. Let's just be friends. <laughs> do you want some, like, chicken panini for dinner or not? Like, what, what do you want? Like, take out the chicken from the freezer, ghost. Yeah. Yeah, listen, be like your mom when she's coming home. Like, could you take this out of the freezer, please? <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, is Halloween your favorite holiday? No. No, it isn't. I mean, there's some pretty other ones that are pretty good, I think. Yeah. Halloween is up there. Yeah. Have you ever cast a magic spell? <laughs> Why would you need to know that? Get out of my business. No, not my style. I never cast, but I've had it cast on me. I thought about it, but never followed through all the time. I thought about it, but never followed through. Me too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you brewed a magic potion, what would its effects be? Hmm, good question. That's a great question. I don't know. Eternal torturous laughter. Unimaginable riches. A powerful love potion. Necromancy as if I would just brew what? Huh, let's see. Torturous Lap would probably give you one hell of uh, hella abs. Yeah. Necromancy, I mean, if they're dead, they're dead. I want them alive. Right. I, I mean, unimaginable riches that can seem pretty sweet. They do. It does seem. And love potions typically will backfire as fuck on you because yeah. they'll create obsession and not love. Yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. that, baby witches? <laughs> riches. What's one thing you wouldn't do even on Halloween? Run Fuck with ghosts. Naked. Oh, that too. <laughs> I love how you came up with two very different answers. Play with it a Ouija board, touch a cursed object, play Bloody Mary, try to rescue the dead, call on dark forces to have my will be done. I guess call on dark forces. Me too. Like, I'm never fucking with dark forces. <laughs> Last question. Thank God. Y'all have so many. How would you rate this quiz? It's too long. <laughs> it is. There's like 37 questions. That's pretty okay. That's pretty okay. All right, give me my. Uh, I'll watch an ad to see my results. Ooh, what's this ad? Hockey stick. Ooh, a hockey stick. Ooh. Uh, okay. Oh, is that a man who plays hockey? I would have never guessed that. Because <laughs> I thought you I, said honky. Oh, I maybe he <laughs> plays honky and hockey. Um, <laughs> you should be a clown. I was a clown when I was three. Hmm. I want a costume that would be fun, you say to yourself. I want to be silly, you think. Wrong! Beneath your smiles, you clearly want a costume that will terrorize everyone from small children to the most stalwart soldier. Because you, my friend, are destined for a clown costume, the most horrific costume of them all. Okay. You like to smile through terror, cut with kindness, and giggle at the inevitable destruction of the whole planet. Halloween is your time. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. I mean, I'm not against it. <laughs> I'll take a car like Clint. 
That's a fun clown. Yes, true. She has. She makes a good Harley Quinn. She's been Harley Quinn before. She's been my Catwoman. And I've been a Catwoman. We need. We need to complete the triad and have uh, a poison, a poison ivy. ivy. Yeah. Yes. Somebody in our friend group needs to step it up. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just needs to want to be poison ivy. Maybe we can convince Lemonade to be Poison Ivy because Poison Ivy is also bi. <laughs> so, hello. Um, all right, that is it. We're done. <laughs> We're done. We're done with this episode. We gave you all the Halloween things. If you want us to take that quiz that is on Magic Quiz, it's 37 questions, though. So, like, I mean, if you don't want to take a quiz that long, I I don't, I understand. Like, if you have free time pooing on the toilet, I say go for it. That's what I, you know what? Good recommendation, Belmars. <laughs> if you have free time pooing on the toilet, you take this quiz. Like, a but a long poo. Like, you, you got to clear out your system. Like, that's what <laughs> I was doing. demons type poo. Yeah, like, you accidentally summon dark forces to your bidding, and now they're backfiring on you, poo. Um, but yeah. yeah. This is revenge. Revenge of the, <laughs> revenge of the diarrhea. <laughs> um, but yes, um, that is all for us. For all these few people next weekend who are, you know, or this week going out to parties and, you know, trick-or-treating and all that. Stay safe, my lovely people. Um, you know, uh, wear your mask. In fact, wear a costume that has a mask. <laughs> or if you're going to be outside, uh, just make sure to socially distance if you don't have your vaccine. Um, treat yourself by getting the vaccine. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Booster shots are also coming up for people who, that, fun fact, my parents actually got booster shots recently for the vaccine, and they were like, oh, we had some adverse reactions and I'm like oh no but like I'm due for one so yeah we're due for one and like I'm gonna week. try and mix and match because I got the Moderna I also work for Moderna so I'm gonna try that Pfizer out see if it gives me like extra immunity like a patchwork or it gives you supernatural powers like a like the Hulk or something <laughs> Um, I don't know, like, whoever calls me to tell me I'm ready for the, you're, they're ready to give me a booster shot, I'll go. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Are they still giving out $100? Because I wish that worked retroactively in Houston. Right, like, wait, bitches, y'all were giving out money? I still want, if you get nothing else from this episode, it's that more money. Should be giving out during Halloween time. Yes. Halloween, or pick up the other esoteric ones with the chestnuts. That's right, yeah. Um, find your bay, everyone, um, if that's what you want to do. Uh, and uh, is that it? Is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, I think nothing else. So be safe. Mm-hmm. Stay socially distant. Wash your hands 20 seconds. Hand sanitizer. Um, we can get, hopefully we'll get back to a better normal, not a new normal. But yeah. I still think we should keep the social distancing stuff. I do too. Like, bitch, you don't have to breathe on me in the supermarket when we're lining up. Um, also, make sure to wear lotion because the cold months are coming and your skin is ashier than normal. So um, that goes for you, especially ashy, ashy man from Belmar's little job. You know who you are. Um, use some fucking lotion. Yeah, uh, he said he's not a lady, so he won't use lotion. You use some lotion, damn it. <laughs> That is all. Good day to you people. (laughs) Love you. Peace out.